retail question is, Master of Coin, can you tell us anything about Tesla's future plans in digital currency space, or when any such major developments might be revealed? Sure. Thanks, Martin. Um, so, as I noted in our opening remarks, and we've announced previously, so Tesla did um, invest $1.5 billion into Bitcoin in Q1, and then we subsequently sold a 10% stake in that. We also allow customers to make uh, vehicle deposits and final vehicle uh, purchases using Bitcoin. And so where our, our Bitcoin story began, maybe just to share a little of the context here, um, Elon and I were looking for a place to store cash that wasn't being immediately used, uh, try to get some level of return on this, but also preserve liquidity. You know, particularly as we look forward to the launch of Austin and Berlin and uncertainty that's happening with semiconductors and uh, port capacity, being able to access our cash very quickly is super important to us right now. And, you know, there, there aren't many traditional opportunities to do this, or at least that we found and in talking to others that we could get good feedback on particularly with yields being so low and without taking on additional risk or sacrificing liquidity. And um, and Bitcoin seemed at the time and, and so far has proven to be uh, a good decision, uh, a good place to place some of our cash that's not immediately being used for daily operations or, or maybe not needed till the end of the year and um, be able to get some return on that. And, you know, I, I think one of the key points that I want to make about our experiences in the digital currency space is that there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic here. You know, we're certainly watching it very closely at Tesla, watching how the market develops, listening to what our customers are saying. But, you know, thinking about it from a corporate treasury perspective, we've been quite pleased with how much liquidity there is in, in the Bitcoin market. So our, our ability to build our first position happened very quickly. Uh, when we did the sale later in March, we also were able to execute on that very quickly. And so as we think about kind of global liquidity for the business and risk management, uh, being able to get cash in and out of the markets is something that I think is exceptionally important for us. So we do believe long-term in the value of Bitcoin, so it is our intent to hold what we have long-term and continue to accumulate Bitcoin from uh, transactions from our customers as they purchase vehicles. You know, specifically with respect to things we may do, you know, th there are things that we're constantly discussing. We're not planning to make any announcements here, and we're watching this space closely. So when we're ready to make an announcement on this front, if there's one to come, you know, we'll certainly let you all know. Oh, shit, freaks. Happy Bitcoin Tuesday. It's your boy, Matt O'Dell, here for our weekly dispatch. 19 straight Bitcoin Tuesdays so far. Kind of unbelievable that we've gotten this far so quickly. Um, couldn't have done it without you guys. So cheers to all of you that are here. Cheers to all of you that have been here in the past. Um, 
looking forward to doing this every fucking week uh, for as long as we can make it happen. Um, this is Citadel Dispatch 19, the interactive live show about Bitcoin distributed systems, privacy, and open so- source software. To those joining us from our various audio streams, whether that's our two podcast feeds, the Tales from the Crypt podcast feed, and the Citadel Dispatch dedicated feed, or from the various podcasting 2.0 apps, that intro clip was Tesla CFO, aka Master of Coin, Zach Kirkhorn, on their Q1 earnings call. Uh, absolutely unbelievable that that's the kind of conversation that's happening at an S&P 500 company. Um, also unbelievable that the haters tried to make that seem bearish. It's the most bullish fucking thing I've heard in, in at least weeks. This is Bitcoin land, so we move fast. Um, shout out to the ride or die joining us live as always, whether that's Twitter, Twitch, or YouTube, uh, you guys make this chat, you guys make this, uh, this show, you guys make dispatch what it is. Um, to those that are here, obviously this is our earlier time slot because we have keto joining us from, uh, from Europe. Uh, I consider this our European time slot, 1700 UTC. So we have our 2100 UTC normal time slot. Uh, and then we have our 1700 UTC is our European time slot. This is a global show. This is a global movement. It's kind of cool that the live chat uh, is is going to be populated with different freaks uh, because of the different time slots. So thank you guys for being here. Um, to those counting at home, this is the third time that we've that we've used this European time slot, the 1700 UTC. Um, shout out to Daddy Warbits on Twitter at Daddy Warbits. Uh, it, it comes to my attention that some of you freaks didn't even realize, but we had a giveaway last week, courtesy of Daddy Warbits. Um, it was announced after the outro music, so a lot of you missed it. Um, we had a winner on Twitter, and we had a winner in our Sphinx tribe. The Sphinx tribe actually took like three days before the winner actually came. Someone actually, you know, responded to the to the queue, which was you had to say Bitcoin's designed to pump forever, Matt. Um, and both those winners got free tickets to Bitcoin 2021, courtesy of Daddy Warbits. Now, those tickets have massive resale value. So uh, shout out to him for providing them free to the freaks. That's pretty cool. And it was his idea to do it at the end of the outro music um, and incorporate the Sphinx tribe so that the rider dies were the ones who got it. Uh, so that's really cool. The Sphinx tribe is now over 200 people, 200 freaks, uh, very active community over there. So if you haven't made it, consider joining. Um and just in general, I just wanted to thank all the freaks that have been supporting Dispatch. Uh, it's pretty fucking cool. I want to keep this ad-free and sponsor-free, so so your support means a ton, uh, especially the freak that just randomly dropped 100K sats into, into the Tippin.me wallet with no message. Uh, freaks, you can leave a message if you want. Uh, either way, it is very much appreciated. Um, with all that said, what else do I have? I redesigned CitadelDispatch.com. So now all of the important links are there. You can also easily support the show uh, using Bitcoin there. You can also easily join the Sphinx tribe um, through that website as well. And then me and Wiz have been working on a little project that we're excited to announce, and that's BitcoinTV.com, um, which every episode of Citadel Dispatch uh, so far has been hosted there, and every future episode will be as well. You can find links to that at citadeldispatch.com. Um, completely uncensored over there. I don't have to worry about takedown requests. Uh, YouTube's just constantly fucking with my archives. Uh, Twitch doesn't keep archives. So, you know, at any moment, you can get the full back catalog 
of Citadel Dispatch over at BitcoinTV.com. So shout out for, to Wiz for doing that, um, hosting the Citadel servers over there. Um, he's going to be on next week. I don't know who he's going to be on with yet. I haven't decided, but that should be a fucking fantastic show. That'll be at the normal time again. So 2100 UTC. So check that out. Um, I know I have a lot of shout outs here. Oh, one last thing. Um, I stumbled into uh, the Apple Podcasts app. And apparently there's a shitcoiner over there who doesn't like the show because we only focus on Bitcoin. So if you are a freak that owns an Apple phone, consider searching Citadel Dispatch in your in the podcast app and uh, leaving a good review. Uh, it, it is appreciated. With all that said, I got my two good friends here, Keto Miner and NVK. NVK, you all know, is you know massive return guest here at Citadel Dispatch. Very good to have him again. Keto Miner, I've been trying to get on this fucking show since the beginning. He kept putting me off. He said, he said, Matt, you know, if we do it three weeks in the future, we do it at 1700 UTC, I can do it. So I held him to that. And here we are. We finally have him. Keto, what's up? Say hi to the freaks. Hey, what's up, freaks? Thanks for having me. MVK, you want to say hi to the freaks so they can remember your voice? Hello. <laughs> I need a robot <laughs> voice for this thing. And um, just to reiterate, because I kind of just missed that, um, Keto Miner is the co-founder uh, of Noddle, uh, which is a home node. Um, and they also now have Noddle Cloud. Uh, and freaks might remember last week, I mentioned that our longstanding uh, Tales from the Crypt node stacking sats, if you start stacking sats on 1.ml, uh, 1ml.com. Uh, has now been moved to not a cloud and the minimum has been minimum channel size has been reduced to 500k sats so now that fees are cleaning up um consider opening a channel there it's well connected uh, i've already balanced channels manually with two freaks who did it so shout out to them for getting their shit done and uh, you can reach me on telegram or keybase if you want to manually balance that out um so with all that said i mean we're going to start with the focus on bitcoin hardware and then we're just going to, in proper dispatch fashion, just constantly, you know, just just go from there. We're just going to meander around. Um, and I guess before we even get to that, I mean, let's just, you know, everyone loves, you know, I know we're all in this in it for the tech, but uh, this uh, this week just reminded me of 2017. Like, it's pretty crazy. Uh, you know, I like teased for the, the dispatch announcement on, on Twitter. I teased that uh, one of the topics was going to be that it's bear hunting season. Uh, it just feels like all of a sudden, like, you know, we, we, the price dumped a little bit and everyone just got super bearish. And I was kind of waiting for this to happen because it happened so often in 2017. And meanwhile, here we are, you know, uh, we're probably sitting around the same price that dispatch was last week. Um, so you guys have any thoughts on that? MVK, you have any thoughts on that? <laughs> I mean, how can anybody be? bearish where bitcoin is over fifty thousand dollars <laughs> i mean you know let's just sink in a bit right it's like it's a project that's only 10 years old is over a trillion dollars um and we have essentially every single bitcoin meme has permeated mainstream where you, you know where you have um uh like you know fortune 500 is buying 6.15 bitcoin you have, uh, uh, you know, CFOs being described as master of coin. Uh, 
it, you know, like NFL players asking to get their salaries paid in Bitcoin. I, I think uh, I think Bitcoin has arrived. Um, to be a bear on this is pretty silly. Um, anybody who understands how uh, like treasuries work in in any sort of like bigger entity understands that they're going to have rebalancing sort of policies, uh, sort of to keep everybody you know to keep shareholders off their ass to keep you know things going and also to keep the treasuries healthy with cash flow knows that all these entities are gonna rebalance dump you know uh 10 to 30 percent of their positions depending on the on the on the asset uh appreciation right so as bitcoin pumps they're gonna dump uh and it makes perfect sense because that's what uh, a rational actor does uh in a in a cash flow need position right uh remember these guys are like not people right that can just save they need cash flow they're not people so, yeah i mean like it's like it's a it's a corporate entity right like they they're company they have <laughs> cash flow needs <laughs> um did anyway. you update bitcointreasuries.org nah not yet i'm waiting for the numbers to come out they didn't give any hard numbers really yeah uh, I, what, yeah. what, what MVK is referring to is, um, so they, so, so Tesla S and P 500 company bought $1.5 billion worth of Bitcoin. So that's $1.5 billion more Bitcoin than overwhelming majority of companies and people have. Um, and they sold a small portion of it, uh, maybe like a month oh, and a half, two months later. What? I think they sold 9% of the, of the ATH. Right. But, but. The price pumped a shit ton as well. So presumably they're holding over two billion dollars of the Bitcoin, mm -hmm. um, conservatively speaking. And and as as NVK said, they changed the name of the CFO to Master of Coin. So this idea that people are saying it's bearish is a kind of I kind of love it to be honest. Like this is this is like where I thrive. I don't like when everyone agrees with me. I don't want CNBC to agree with me. I want CNBC to tell us that we're that we're going down to zero. Um, and I, I, you know, I want to trade against that. That that's like where I like feel comfortable. Remember, um, right? Tesla uh, bought their position in Bitcoin. Uh, so like at at the ATH, they would have been at two point five x, so two hundred fifty percent appreciation on their Bitcoin position. Right. This was so, their most profitable quarter ever. I'm pretty sure. Well, I mean, it's the only time they made a profit. <laughs> <laughs> I think they made more profit from Bitcoin than they ever made from selling anything. That's crazy. They made more profit than than they they made on car made on this one little Bitcoin sell. Yeah. Um. What, what do you think, Keto? Like, there's a lot of. Are you bearish, Keto? Yeah, I I think they're just using Bitcoin to hedge on their other businesses. That's all. Uh, I I'm sincerely not bearish or bullish i'm just using bitcoin in uh, in the everyday life of nodo because we have to we only get bitcoin and we have to pay our supplies in fiat so i i'm usually selling at the worst moment and and get them at the highest price so you don't accept credit card at Nodo. no we still don't uh, it, it's a work in progress uh we need a company for that first of all we don't have that yet uh, so yeah anyway and yeah uh, so last week i ended up rebuying something uh in the deep when which i just sold to pay a supplier and then paid him a few days later so. 
Now, I, what's what's really a pain for us is the fees, uh, the transaction fees, because we are managing a ton of Lightning channels. We are opening and closing channels daily, and uh, recently we we just can't work anymore. Oh, we got to talk about this because this is something we were talking about last week. Uh, we had about uh, you know over an hour discussion about this, and I think it's something that people. Uh, dismiss is this this idea of dealing with lightning in a high transaction fee environment. Um, before I do that, I just wanted to say um, I'm pretty excited about this show because you guys both produce Bitcoin hardware, Bitcoin products that I enjoy, I appreciate, I use. Um, and I think it's very unique in the space that, you know, I, I bought the products from you. I've never shilled a ref link of either of yours. You've never been my sponsors. And I think you're both best in class. So cheers to both of you guys. Um, for for building such great products, um, and and especially like Envy uh, Keto, like that's fucking crazy that you're running a Bitcoin only business um, with no fiat. I I don't know, I don't think there's like I I can't think of another company off the top of my head that only accepts Bitcoin and and does accept fiat. We tried that in 2014. We gave up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I buy annoying. my cold. The price just kept on going down. <laughs> so like we had to just like, it was updating the price too much on the shopping cart. So we just like, fuck it. We're going to nominate in fiat. The overwhelming majority of people, but when they buy CoinKai products, they pay with credit card, right? Uh, no. Actually, uh, it depends on which direction the price is going. It, it, it's normally a 30-70 sort of split, but which it could way? be on the other side. No, it could be on the other side as well. It could be Bitcoin or it could be uh, credit card. It really depends on the price uh, direction. That's interesting. So I guess in practice, we could just call that like 50-50. Yeah, it's pretty much. Yeah, on our side, first few big price changes, we were like anticipating people will start buying less or more after the price change. And usually what happens is like price goes up big time, people are buying more nodals. Price, price goes down, people are buying more nodals. So uh, I, I guess since we don't accept fiat, uh, many people just exchange at the moment of buying anyway. Yeah, for us, it's more like if the price is going up, people start getting scared, right? That now their money is worth something, their Bitcoin is worth something, so they want to protect it uh, with their cold cards. And then it's a way to cash out without KYC. Yeah, but and then there is also like all the the new people into the space, right? When the when the price really pumps, not like you know midweek pump. I'm talking about like when the price ATH is, then you see the all the, the, the new people into Bitcoin. Like 2020 so far. Uh, no, no, no. The, 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 this, this last ATH uh, uh, had uh, uh, quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of traffic in. Uh, I, I don't know. It's actually all over the place. And then when there's sales, of course, people buy a ton. Um, we, I'm a we hard find... of this cycle. I've, this cycle, whenever my, my uh, whenever I have new corners that I know from my life and they come to me and they say, what should I do? I'm just, I'm, there, there's no more like pussyfooting around. I'm just telling them, you know, you got to go straight to cold card and running your own, using your own node. And I've just fucking, there's, there's no more like treasure ledger, hold your hand, bullshit. Like oh, fuck just that. fucking, just fucking go for it. So at least I've sent at least five or six new corners over to, to buy an uncle Jim bundle um, hmm. over the last month and a half, you know, anecdotally. Now we we sell a lot of those, um, and then there is all the other stuff, right? Like the seed plate, um, 
it's like cheap and good so like people buy a lot of those and then fuck the block lock mini is sort of like a little bit of a, a black swan there in sales right the moscow time yeah i mean the the jack dorsey cameo must have uh juiced your sales a lot huh i mean we were already back ordered now it's um but the good thing is it's sort of catching up now is we just said you know fuck it i don't care just you know increase production right freaks mvk has never even given me estimate numbers on any of his products sold ever and it's it's been a lifelong goal of mine so every time i see it if he's like a little bit drunk on twitter or something i'll send him a quick telegram message just like fishing for numbers and i've just never been successful um i almost i think there was like one rhr where i was just pretending i knew the numbers to see if i could trigger him to say in the numbers and that, that you know <laughs> i find that in bitcoin space there's nothing to be gained from releasing numbers you're just telling your competitors, right, how much you're selling and how much, you know, they're going to like, sh- like, uh, um, uh, go FUD your products. Um, what MVK is really telling you is that they don't really sell any cold cards, just very few. And he's just ashamed of his numbers. So that's he just right. doesn't want 100%. anyone to know. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we don't sell anything. <laughs> it's actually cold card is a myth. <laughs> it's actually a calculator. Nobody has ever received one. All the pictures you see online, it's all fake. It's just one big conspiracy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll say though that you could assume that every single real Bitcoiner has one. <laughs> because if you don't have one, you're not a real Bitcoiner. Yeah, I mean, but real Bitcoiners have more than one, anyways. I have so many. I still have five of your shitty MK1s. That just were unusable, but that I, I have three of them. You know in, how much uh, those are going to be worth in the secondary market of collectibles? <laughs> I just it, like love how bold I, I was. How many I have? Yeah, I mean, just to keto, just like aside from the ones that he bought, there is also the ones that I sent him. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, like everybody knows, right? It's like if you work on open source and you need a hardware wallet, like to to test wallets or to do anything, like essentially we just send like. You know, more than one for free. What a man. Um, I just want to do a quick shout out. Someone said in the comments, and they were very right. Uh, the comments have gone by quickly, so I forget who specifically said it. Um, but Citadel 21 also is Bitcoin only. Um, yeah. If, if you think of any other Bitcoin only non-fiat accepting companies, feel free to just throw them in the live chat. Um. Uh, actually, do you have to be non-fiat to be Bitcoin only, or is fiat tolerated in this denomination? I, I think I don't think I don't think it's a wise move. Like, it, if you can take uh, fiat, you should because you're going to increase your sales, and that's going to prevent you from selling Bitcoin because you're going to just use the fiat cash flow, which you're going to have to need anyways, right? Yeah, totally. And you can it, always so, convert the fiat into Bitcoin. Exactly. So that's what we did. We bought the dip at Quinkite. We bought every fucking dip. <laughs> uh, and, 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 you know, we've been doing that for like years, right? So it's like, it's, uh, it, it, it's nice that like most people that are our customers know that like when they pay us in Bitcoin, we're also holding the price up because we don't sell if, if unless we absolutely need to because of cash flow. It's like we just don't sell Bitcoin. Yeah. I mean, this is like a narrative that I've been talking about lately is like, you know, like 2015, 2014 was like the year 
of like trying to get merchant adoption that was bullshit merchant adoption where like they were all using BitPay and they were just automatically converting to mm-hmm. to dollars. So like they were just market selling it. And I think like this cycle is a cycle where we should really promote companies that receive money in Bitcoin and ideally through like something like BTC pay server and has no third parties and they just hold as much of the Bitcoin as possible. Um, And those are the types of companies that I'm happy to support. And I think that is becoming a little bit more feasible with stuff like strike because strike is like almost a reverse payment processor. You know, it's, uh, you know, key to minor might not have a relationship with traditional finance, you know, to have, um, to, to accept debit cards or whatever. But if, if it's a strike user on their side, they're using a debit card. They don't really realize and, and Keto's getting the Bitcoin that he wants. Right. Yep. It's uh there is a lot of customers of ours that do use strike, uh, to buy our stuff. So essentially it's just buy and replace, right? Spend and replace. Exactly. Um, and, and just keto, I mean, I guess we can call Bitcoin only uh, fiat too, but I just, I, I the, the point was that I was specifically calling out the fact that you guys have, have never accepted fiat, which I think is just commendable. I fucking love it. I just love that you're, you know, it's, it's probably not the best business decision, but it, I love that it's all in. And I mean, look, at the yeah, end well, of the day. It, it will happen one day and it, it might be sooner than, than we thought. At the end yeah. of the day, you can't even sell more noddles right now, right? Like you're completely... You've sold as many nodules as possible. Your your demand is higher than your supply. Yeah. So what 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 happened? That's a that's a good point. What what happened recently is our supply order got cancelled the day it was supposed to be delivered uh, because of the silicon shortage in China. So some chips uh, are on back order on the boards we are buying, and and the production slowed down because of that. Um, so what we did now is we ordered directly from the manufacturer uh, in China, or in Shenzhen, and hopefully we will receive. I I just got the notification that two packages left by UPS uh, just today, and they should arrive on Thursday. And after checking what's inside, we'll be able to announce some hard dates for for the deliveries and reopen the orders. Uh, we we prefer to close the orders uh, than to keep uh, keep having people back ordering just because we we just we couldn't give any date uh, any hard date uh, until probably Thursday this week. Yeah, the 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 the, the, sh- the supply shortage for parts is pretty crazy. Um, we we got to a point where it's like it, we do like reasonable parts management, but. You know, it's still like longer lead times and, you know, we're like, we're just some parts were just sort of like paying extra uh, from secondary market and then uh, and then just eating that that loss. But uh, it's it's pretty like I don't think people appreciate how insane the shortage is on parts for everything. Yeah, I, I bought worse? some boards from importers in Europe for twice the, prior, the regular price. I, so there's two things going on, right? One is like most suppliers are using this as an excuse to <laughs> to charge more, right? Yeah. Even though they have inventory. Uh, so there's a lot of that going on. Uh, the other thing is uh, ICs, like actual chips, not just passives, right? So it's not like resistors or, or capacitors, not that kind of stuff. Uh, actual chips. Um, they, uh, they, they just have too much demand. It's not even that like COVID slowed them down a little, but it's not really that. It's just that like 
you know, record sales of cars, record sales of boats, record sales of all kinds of electronics, right? The last two years. So they just can't can build factories fast enough to to deliver it. I mean, Tesla was talking about that their cars, you know, their cars are are uh, dealing with the chip shortage. It's like yep. everyone, the fucking ASICs are dealing with the chip shortage. Are, are we, are people, is this priced in? Like, I'm feeling FOMO. I, I, you know, I recently, fortunately got a new computer. I already have two noddles. Um, I have, I'm not going to say how many cold cards I own. Um, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I'm sitting pretty with all this fucking hardware and even I'm feeling FOMO. Like, do we, are, are we concerned? Are you guys concerned that this is going to get significantly worse? I feel like these types of things don't just solve themselves overnight. They tend to be lagging type of situations. I don't think you get much worse than this, but what I'm going to say is if you need hardware, uh, especially Bitcoin hardware, uh, and uh, you should be buying yesterday and just wait a little longer with some patience. Because if we have another ATH, which okay, we will, like You're soon, bear. right? Um, it's going to take a long time for you to get it. So, seriously, it's like just order and, and you know, just wait, forget that you order. It's going to come, you know, like sometimes it comes in 48 hours, sometimes it comes in two weeks, depending, you know, how UPS, FedEx, and all those guys are dealing with COVID too. Uh, we have stuff in stock aside from Block Lock Mini, which we're making as we ship. Uh, it's just that, you know, there is also the, the, the couriers. They're all screwed with COVID. Um, Especially by you. Right. Uh, and uh, so anyways, yeah. So like just, just order and wait. I mean, it's like who cares if it's going to take two weeks instead of like two days, right? It got so bad in 2017. Like oh, people should just expect that it's it's like the retail the retail wave hasn't even really gotten here yet. I know you guys think, especially if it's your first cycle, you think it's it's happened. Oh, hasn't um, started. They're gonna hit us so fucking hard, and it's gonna be almost impossible to get the good products. You're gonna have to like settle with 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 worse inferior shit, basically. Um, well, and you, so you want to have it now, and and just and just think about it in your head. Like you know, I I think nowadays, especially my generation. Um, we've gotten so enamored or complacent with this idea of like two day free shipping from Amazon that when they see something that has a longer lead time that says, you know, like, oh, you're not going to get it for three weeks or four weeks or something. They tend to put it off and procrastinate and they just don't buy it because they're like, oh, it's not going to come that quickly. But it's, it's very simple logic. The sooner you order it, the sooner you will get it. And it's just better to just fucking buy it and just get it fucking done with. And it'll come when it comes. You know, uh, last the last bull market, right? Uh, uh, Ledger, which is like sort of, let's say that they're the biggest one for sales numbers because they have a $60 device. I mean, besides cold card, because we don't know the numbers. Well, no, no, no. Let, let them have the top. I, I just, let them have the top. I don't <laughs> care. Um, they were, I think, like a two, three month back order. So... Like people don't appreciate that when the wave comes, it comes, and there is no amount of us preparing inventory can feel it. Like yeah. it, it gets pretty crazy. So uh, seriously, order <laughs> because you're gonna need it when that BTC is ten times the price, right? So that would be five hundred thousand uh, dollars. You're gonna sit very scared 
with that sitting on your phone wallet? So keto, what do you what do you think about people that want noddles? What should they do? How are you handling that? Well, they can't order or pre-order anyway right now because we we don't want to risk having more orders than what we can make. Uh, really, wait until the end of the week. We should have good news for you. Why don't you just? I feel like I feel like if you provide proper communication when they order, people just want to get on a wait list. Like, why not allow them to? Yeah, you know, most pre-order. people accept that. Uh, we had uh, of of the latest uh, two months of orders, we probably had two requests for refunds because of too much waiting. Uh, but yeah, mo- most people accept waiting. Yeah, you know, it's like I think the biggest problem is like uh, eager noobs that just came into the space that like you know are so used to Amazon that. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, right? I and mean, like, it's have you never ordered something outside of Amazon? I, I know like 50 different retailers that I buy from, right? That are not Amazon, that are completely like unrelated to electronics. That when I buy from them, it might take two, three weeks to come. Some stuff like you buy takes three months. Yeah, I don't buy on Amazon anymore if I can help it. Like, uh, I've I've converted the majority of my stuff to try and try and go more direct to manufacturer. I think uh, any freaks out there that that are capable of doing that should do that instead. It's it's just better for the ecosystem as a whole as well, and you get a better deal usually. Yep. Um, because you don't have to, like Amazon's going to take a thirty percent cut if you go through Amazon. So not just that. I mean, yeah, they well, sell mostly I, garbage. Yeah, yeah. You 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 will find the same. AliExpress products just with a premium but on the other hand I don't know how the situation is in the US but in Europe uh, if you buy from Amazon Amazon is responsible for providing the warranty and and do something in case of a problem so that's no, probably we don't have that here. That. Um, yeah that's that's Europe specific we don't have that here you, you guys like to impose um, burdensome regulation on US companies Um, and our government's just run by them. So, um, the, uh, so, so before, I mean, we've, I guess let's continue talking about Bitcoin hardware. Then we'll go to the lightning conversation. Um, the, so Bitcoin hardware, you guys both produce top end Bitcoin hardware in the space. Um, you know, Bitcoin is an interesting beast, right? Like you have in, in other industries, um, we've seen a consolidation. It's, it's dominated by the top tech companies. Um, you know, there's a handful of tech companies: the the Apple, Google's, Microsoft's. Um, you know, and then like the the second tier, but top still like the Sony's and Panasonic's and stuff like that. Um, in the Bitcoin space, all the big players haven't come in yet. You know, the Samsungs, the, none of them have come in yet. Uh, so it's a very interesting dynamic. But at the same time, you also have uh, increased trust concerns, right? You have increased security concerns. You, it's, a, it's a completely different ball game almost than mainstream hardware. How do you navigate that? How do you like t- to someone who's thinking about maybe joining the fray of the Bitcoin hardware space? Like, how should they approach it to to consumers who are looking to buy Bitcoin hardware? What are the things they should consider that are different from like buying a phone? 
right? Like, well, I, like... I, I think the, the big players such as Samsung, that's a very good example, are silently watching and, and just hiding uh, right now. Uh, I don't know if you remember that, but Ledger is partially owned by Samsung now. How much they invested? Yeah. So that makes sense because Ledger is like the most corporate of all yep. the Bitcoin But also, hardware. like, I, I think people have to realize that like Bitcoin now is the equivalent of like us selling Apple twos, right? In the first like 15 years of like computers, right? So it's still very early. There's still going to be a lot of different things being tried and failed or succeed in the market. Things will all look different. Remember how phones used to all look different? And then right. eventually they sort of found their like their final form, that that's the form that everybody wants. Um, it, it's not dissimilar, right? So like, uh, and then like, you know, most hardware makers don't have plebs as their customers. So they don't have people like taking pictures and asking if that grain of sand inside the device is a, a Chinese controlled chip, right? <laughs> So we have completely different sort of, uh, we're still going to have a niche market of paranoid, awesome people that want uh, open source, that want verifiable, um, that want like a, a bunch of sets of things that like major manufacturers are never going to be able to fulfill, right? Um, and then and then you're going to definitely see consolidation on the cons on the more sort of like noob consumer uh consumer oriented products where people don't care about verification and that stuff right that's where sort of like ledger is uh i think they're gonna do very well um but yeah it, it's just it's just different right um our customers are never gonna be buying from samsung <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i i i completely agree with the part where you say that it's like the apple twos and uh and altars of of bitcoin like the the most probably the 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 tv show that gives you the most accurate idea of how a bitcoin company looks like right now is halt and catch fire first season yeah like the, the beginnings of computers built in in your garage and that's <laughs> right and the, and the competitors punching each other in conferences and like it's like it's the early days of stuff being invented right I mean, we don't even know like what hardware wallets are gonna look like <clears throat> or nodes are gonna look like you know in the future. Um, we don't even have custom made chips just for the stuff yet, right? Uh, it's still very, very early. Right? And I think people need to understand that. And there's gonna be a lot of iterating as well, right? You, you, you know, nobody in their right mind is buying harder that was like Bitcoin harder that was sort of like uh, uh, created you know, five, seven years ago anymore, right? It's like unsafe. So like you just keep on iterating it. Um, and then eventually you get to a point where stuff is like, okay, you know, we've reached now the point of diminishing returns and it's just incremental. Yeah, and on the on the absence of big players on the node market, I think it's just that this market is too small, at least in, in appearance. Uh, they won't enter for a 10,000 units market. They will enter when it will be 1 million per year. Or... That's right. Um, I mean, I just want to jump in here real quick. First of all, someone in the comments was ask asking how to spell noddle, which means that the, uh, you know, the 20,000 plus people coming in through the podcast feeds probably also don't know how to spell it. It's N-O-D-L 
it. That's noddle.it is the domain name. Um, so go check them out. Um, on the node topic, uh, is there is there an issue, like, especially with Taproot activation, right? Uh, there's all this talk about which client you run, stuff like that. Do, do we agree that, I, I guess, I guess NVK called, did you call them the Austin crowd? Is that what you called them? No. Like, oh. uh, the, no. the, there's going to be, there's going to be a group of like hyper, like there, there's, there's always going to be demand for niche, right? Like niche, hyper customizable, open source, like, uh, trust minimized type of hardware. Like, is like Samsung's never going to be able to make a node that, that fits probably the, the, the majority of the dispatch demographic, right? Like the majority well, of the dispatch demographic is never going to buy a, a Samsung node that there is that has like one more thing UI. to to the node thing is that so there there is people need to understand that running a node means squat doesn't mean anything right um, self validating with that node your own transactions that's where it's at so there is sort of like I I see like a split in the node sort of need or, or you could even say market right you're gonna have people who just need to make transactions. So they're going to just run Bitcoin Core, which is a node on their laptops. And what they're going to do is they're just going to sync every time they need to make a transaction, right? Because they don't need to leave that thing running 24 hours. There's no, it does nothing. Um, now, um, what you're going to have on the other end is like all the folks doing Lightning, all the folks that want to do relaying, uh, um, like mining, right? So those need nodes 24 hours a day and, and and i think that market is unlikely to be served by uh, a customized something from samsung it's it's more like a general purpose computer but then there's going to be niche shops like noto uh who's essentially going to service the market by providing them a, a turnkey solution because they still need it yeah i mean these like big miners and and people who needed a who really need a 24-7 running node uh, for their business, they will probably just buy a big-ass Dell server and and run that on. That's on what that. we do. That, 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 that's also why we we offer that, not very clearly, but we, we do offer that as well uh, to our customers. If you, if you are, let's say, Walmart and you want a full node solution to run your backend, uh, we can provide you with a with a custom cluster of servers that we'll build for you, install for you, and ship uh, or just install locally if needed. Are you and guys offering actually... the HSM? Sorry, uh, are you guys offering the HSMs yet? No, 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 not yet. So that's not that's separate from Noddle dot Noddle Cloud, right? That's. Uh... Noddle Cloud like is hosted in the rack server. Yeah, right? Noddle Cloud is hosted in our infrastructure, and what we used to call Noddle Rack, and which currently doesn't really have a, a commercial name, is what we we ship to the client. So, so would you? Um, I mean, you want to go over like the trust trade offs between those three different. I mean, I guess there's two different models, right? You have you have the hardware at home. Um, you have the, the hardware at home or your office, whether that's a Noddle One or Noddle Dojo that is like sitting in your closet. Um, and then you have uh, the, like the Noddle Rack, which is the same trust trade-off presumably, but instead it's for like a larger company. 
And then you had the Noddle Cloud. Do you want to talk about the difference between controlling your own hardware versus using something like Noddle Cloud? Um, yeah, so they are not that dissimilar. If you think from a from a perspective of what kind of attacks can be made against this uh, this hardware or or hosted solution, uh, basically, if you run the hardware somewhere, the worst you risk is the physical stealing of the hardware. And if you're running it uh, in our or somebody else's infrastructure, the worst you risk is air quotes stealing of the virtual machine by the hoster or by uh, or by a hacker. Um, we currently run on uh, on Intel CPUs, which don't offer memory encryption per VM, but we are working on switching to the latest generation of AMD Epic processors, which will allow us to have memory encryption with a CPU-generated key uh, per VM, uh, and the hypervisor doesn't have access to those keys. So that means that even with physical access to the server, we can't dump the memory of a virtual machine. Um, it costs a lot, uh, but ultimately it's the hardware we, we need to be running this service on. And that, that will mitigate almost all the issues because we already have encrypted storage. Uh, the user is the only person who has the password for the storage encryption. Uh, and this way we will also have the... Uh, the memory encryption uh, for for the nodules you sell uh, like the consumer grade stuff I, I really see a future like very soon where uh, people are going to be using those as their cosine devices right because you know you can essentially roll your own casa like there, there is no like if you're not like a fit for that product it's a good product but if you're not a fit for that product for privacy reasons or whatever there is no reason anymore why you can't just have a, a, a high availability nodal, right? That you access over Tor and then you just like go and co-sign your transaction, right? Yeah. On that. Well, let's just, before Keto jumps in here, I mean, the privacy concerns are very real, right? Like you're using Casa's node. They know exactly how much Bitcoin you have and they have connections to whatever personal information you've shared with them, whether that's... Um, I mean, the big one is is would be like IP addresses. They have they have your IP addresses. They have your email address. They have they yeah. say they purge it, but they have your billing addresses, stuff like that, right? And they're able to see your transactions and your balances. That's a privacy concern. But Matt, like the the way I look at this is like both Kazan and Chain services, right? See, like if you're running a business, right, or a family office, or or something that is already right. full KYC'd because you have to do corporate taxes, then there's it. no trade off. No, they're really well. There, there is some counterparty consequences to that, right? Because they can still leak that data to some bad guy who wants to come after you or whatever. But you know, ultimately, like I mean, they're essentially providing a good service for that, right? It's already key. I, mean, I, I would argue that there's there's a positive part of that aspect too, right? Like if you're running a company, it's kind of nice having a third party that's also witness to your books, right? Especially in like Bitcoin land and in, in, in the current state of Bitcoin land, it's like kind of nice if, if there's ever like an auditing situation and investors are curious what's going on, it's nice to have a third party that is that is party to all of those transactions, right? 
kind of like i mean at the end of the day it doesn't matter right because accounting for uh accounting like official accounting is all done in fiat basis anyways right right so at the end of the day what was the basis cost and what did you sell it for right so all that matters is those uh is the the uh the realization events uh so yeah i mean yes and no it, it really depends on 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 the person but but yeah like i think what really helps here is that in in entities uh that have more people right having a third party uh deal with security management helps a lot right because because you get to offload a little bit of liability they like deal yeah they hold your hand no also but like they help you protect against your own employees right right uh de depending on what kind of setup you have but for the average freak the average freak you're at, if if you use one of these third party hosted multi-sig services um you're adding a new privacy compromise like vulnerability I, I you're adding you're you're adding a a, a, a third yeah, you're adding a third party that that knows your transactions and your balances, right? And and specifically, um, you know that th that information can leak. It can get hacked. It can be compelled to be handed over. Um, you know, this has been famously called the sixty one hundred two Bitcoin show as well. Um, sixty one hundred two Executive Order sixty one hundred two is when they FDR tried to take people's gold. They could presumably pressure these companies into providing balances, stuff like that. Um, it just it 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 it's pretty hard to use Bitcoin privately uh, as an individual already, but especially if you have to trust the third party with that information. And then obviously you have the other concern of of you're just not using your own node. Um, and if you want to be a proper self sovereign Bitcoiner and you want to follow the rules that you choose when you choose. Um, you're going to want to use your own node and you can't use your own node with both these services. Um, so it's, it's something to keep in mind and it's something that NVK has been working on in terms of trying to make a self sovereign version easier um, with, with the feature CK bunker, which is basically allows you to basically take a cold card, connect it to something like the noddle um, and, and seamlessly use it as a signer of a multi-sig um, should we go into that? Sure. Um, so it's kind of like uh, having your own cosine service, right? Kind of like having your own casa. So uh, you you get your nodal, right? Because you need a, a high availability computer, right? So like you, you want a twenty four seven. Yeah. So you want a computer that's purposely for that. Uh, so and and is running uh, ideally a node, right? Um, you don't need to run a node on it, but doesn't hurt. Uh, so anyway, so you have a CK bunker running on it. Actually, no, you don't need it at all because the 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 transaction is created by you on your desktop wallet. But anyways, whatever. So let's say you have Nodo because they they install the the package from from start, so it's turnkey. Turn it on. Uh, you just add uh, a cold card to it via USB, and you put it somewhere. You set some policies or whatever you want. And then what happens is you have essentially a multi-sig between your, your cold card in your hand and, and a, a second or third cold card that is connected to the node, 
that was signed based on some policy, like maximum uh, one per week or whatever. Uh, and, uh, and, and that's really cool, right? Because you have essentially a co-signed service that is yours, that you control, uh, that nobody has visibility to the coins. And, and it's like fairly safe and secure because there's a cold card running on that. Uh, Kiss B made a video, uh, a couple of videos, I think, already on it. Uh, so if people want to understand more about it, I highly recommend going there. Keto, what are your thoughts on this? When are you going to integrate CK Bunker um, yeah, it, directly it, it, into Yeah, it's Nautil? one of my many late projects. Uh, hopefully very soon. Uh, I have everything I need to do that now. So yeah, should should happen in the coming weeks. Uh, I just want to make it in a meaningful way, meaning like some level of configuration through the Nodo UI. Uh, I don't know yep. yet what's possible, what's not. Uh, and also I have a prototype of a hosted version of uh, CK Bunker Farm. So let's assume you don't want to have it at home and prefer to have it in a secure data center somewhere. Uh, you could send us your cold card with the policies set on it, and we would just put it in a chassis with a small dedicated uh, server that would be connected to it, and and you will be able to remotely access it on the top. Pretty cool. Yeah, let's make that happen. That sounds fucking dope. Yeah, um, it, it's like it, it really is the next like w that is the direction, right? Like it's gonna take some time to get a lot of this thing done easier, uh, but I, I cannot see a world where we don't go in that direction. I really like that because I like this idea of 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 user friendly um, UX configure. Like I, I feel like user friendly UX like kind of starts with the hardware. And if we have different, um, we can minimize trust by having multiple hardware providers interact with each other so that you're not relying on any individual hardware provider um, in a way that, that still prioritizes UX, just like he just, like he just said. I mean, I, I go back to thinking, you know, my service final message.io, I kept coming to the issue that I was wondering, um, I, I kept coming to the issue where it was like, you know, it's a dead man switch. And the, the biggest concern is it's encrypted, so I can't see what it is. But the biggest concern is, do I actually send the message? When the time comes, do I send the message? And I could go down a million different rabbit holes about trying to solve that issue. But it's solved by just having two redundant forms of doing that. And then you just, you, you don't have to trust either one. You just have to trust that one of the two, like actually sends it out. And this is kind of a similar situation, right? Where you have these two pieces of user-friendly hardware, you combine them together, um, and and you you basically need both of them to collude to to lose funds, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, you start getting a territory of like, unless there's bugs, like, good luck to the bad guy. <laughs> I mean, seriously, right? Right. Uh, it, it becomes it's not a matter of becoming impossible because nothing is impossible. It's a matter of becoming impractical, right? right. Or, or the cost of either actual cost or, or time cost for the attacker becomes completely impractical. Right. And They'll I, just, I, you make yeah. it difficult enough that they're going to, they're going to go send someone a phishing text instead. Right. They're not, they're going to go for the lowest hanging fruit. They're not going to go for, 
I mean, you, you shouldn't rely on that, but that's like the reality of the situation, right? Yeah, well, yeah. well un unless it's a highly targeted attack and the uh, guys will just make whatever they can to get to you particularly. Yeah. But yeah, usually yeah. the attackers are pretty dumb, but they will just be scanning everything and finding the easiest target. I mean, it gets to a point, right, where they're going to either move on to the next person, uh, to the next victim, right? Um, or... Uh, or or they're gonna have to like or or you're so so much wealth so much wealth then then it's a different story then maybe the cost of attack just becomes so great that they might just like you know they're probably just knocking on the door and kidnap you right like yeah. <laughs> it, it, no seriously it's like it, it gets to that point but then even if they kidnap you you, you know you don't have uh uh, uh signing capabilities right so you know that's sort of like the goal that we have a cold card in general it's like how can we get to a point um in some setups already there where it's like there's nothing i can do this is what i love about both of you guys this is why this is why i'm a a very happy customer of of both noddle and uh coin kite is because i feel like you guys are both paranoid bitcoiners along with me so i, I can count on the fact that i have your paranoia additive on top of my paranoia you're actually thinking about these kind of issues. Yeah, it, it's uh oh that's actually a good uh, a good segue into a feature we're launching. Yeah, hit us. Okay. So, uh I'm calling it a uh, uh seed xor. Uh it's going to be seedxor.com. Uh if you go now there there's just a picture and uh something saying coming soon for info. Uh, I was like, this was not meant to be announced or pre-announced or any of that shit. Uh, it's gonna come. Welcome the, to dispatch. Yeah, it's gonna probably come on the next firmware version. Uh, we were hoping to do it this week, but uh, you know, being too swamped, so we'll, we'll see. Uh, so, so the idea here is essentially, um, what's the problem? The problem is you have a seed backup. What the fuck do you do that seed? <laughs> right? Like, where do you put it? Right? Uh, anyone that gets hold of that uh, has access to the to the master secret, right? Uh, aside from passphrase and stuff, it's still a problem. So you know you can't put in safe deposit boxes because safe deposit boxes can be uh, a commandeered, not safe. right? Um, you, you know if you bury name. yeah, but but you know but there still have some good uh, 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 custody, uh, chain of custody, right? They're not bad. It's just that the trade-offs exist. Uh, you, you know, you don't want to bury a seed depending on where, because if it gets found, it's a problem. Um, so, so it gets tricky, right? What do you do with that clear tax secret? So, um, you know, traditionally, what do we do as computer people? Well, we offer you the encrypted microSD. So you can put that in a microSD, and then you put in safe deposit box or something, right? The problem with that is that is sort of like computer. Uh, it's a computer problem, right? So you need uh, you need a computer to encrypt that or decrypt that or a cold card. And and if you put a micro encrypted microSD in a safe deposit box, you could still have a, an order to produce by a judge that essentially says if you don't decrypt that thing, you go to jail. Well, not <laughs> right? in America. But in the uh, UK, you definitely can. Yeah, but it, it depends on the country. It depends on the considerations, but whatever. Now, what are we doing then? Let's create more plausible, deniable solutions, right? That's our motto now. Uh, so 
what I wanted to do was, can I create an encrypted uh, metal plate that is human readable, right? And is plausible, deniable. So what do we do? We essentially get you to generate two sets of 24 words, okay? Just like a seed, it's BIP39 based. And then we XOR them together and we create a new seed for you. That is also 24 words, exactly BIP39 compliant. So now you essentially have three plates or just two plates. We have a single SIG with three plates. It's exactly. Uh, so and all three plates are ex they look 39 normal. compliant. It, it, you can even load funds on them to be fully plausible. <laughs> I, I love it. So, so you can roll, you can, you can load the, you can like, you, you, say you have, you make a, a, a two plate, you, you're going to be able to make up to like 10 plates or whatever, but like, let's say you're normal and you do just two, right? So you do two plates. Uh, each of these plates have, uh, what we'll call part of the secret, right? So it's two parts, but each of them look like a full, uh, BIP 39, 24, uh, 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 24, uh, word seed with checksum everything is it's a literal bip 39 proper seed right um and then you can put put one in one safe deposit box you put one in another safe deposit box in a different country right um and then and then the code card lets you input both uh to calculate the actual xor uh, xor seed right uh also if you're this is the key like awesome thing about this everybody already has a fucking seed right and you don't want to move your funds so what do you do well with the new firmware you go into the the specific menu and you're going to say split my seed so what it's going to do it's going to give you two sets of 24 words to create the two plates that are scrambled essentially so that you can just go and back up that so and we don't you, have to move our funds we can no you don't have if to you already have a single sig Exactly. But if you lose one plate, you lose everything, right? 61 and 2 is asking. Correct. Correct. It's not it's not shares. Right. It's uh but but you can still have a normal seed plate with your actual full seed on it too if you want, right? And you right. can bury that under a lake where it's essentially impossible to get unless you right. absolutely need to, right? But that's what we all do, right? We're all burying our seed plates under lakes. Yeah, I, wow. I had this discussion with a fellow Bitcoiner not long ago, like, okay, I have my many cold cards with the paper backup seeds. What the fuck do I do with these papers now? That's exactly the problem that everybody had. So we wanted to solve that problem like with plausible deniability. I like that. It gives you a lot of the advantages of multi-sig, but actually there's also positive, like increased positives, right? Because multi-sig, you don't have that plausible deniability element. Like if I can load up those individual seeds, then if, if you find a plate, you're just going to think like, oh, like I found Matt's coin, right? And and you'll just be done with it. You won't even think it's a multi-sig. I mean, unless you listen to Citadel Dispatch episode 19, <laughs> you won't even think that that's a possibility. Yeah, and listen, you can still, this is still a normal seed. So you could use this for multi-sig. You can use this for with passphrases. You can do whatever you want. Oof. You see, you, you can, can have a multi-sig. You, you can have a multi-sig in combination with this, and they could be using the same seeds. That's right. 
This is uh, fun, dude. I like this. This is good. For the record, I tried to get uh, NVK to tease this for me, and he wouldn't tease it for me ahead of time. So I'm learning about this live on air for all you guys. Yeah. So, so the 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 main idea now that we're sort of really focused on with all this plausible deniable stuff is we want to increase the attack uh, uh, surface complexity for the attackers, right? We want to make sure that there's just so an absolute like tsunami of options for users to use. So an attacker that is a little bit more sophisticated that can get to you to begin with, right? He's going to be aware that if you have a cold card, there is like a hundred different permutations or like 300 permutations of, of, of ways in which this person could be doing their, their Bitcoining, right? So it's it's essentially overwhelming one to know, oh, come on, I know you have a passphrase, put the passphrase, right? So so like that's not the answer for everything, right? You you need, wow, well, he might have a passphrase plus this plus that plus this plus that, right? <laughs> and, right. and 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 then make the it as confusing of, as possible. Make 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 it as the don't make the assumptions easy, right? Exactly. And and yeah. also you'd have like rubber funds, right? In, in some of these steps as well. So, so that you can give something away in case the situation requires to, but in any way you're exposed to that. And in, in, in the beginning, you mentioned three plates. Is there, is there, are there like different options where you can choose if it's, if it's two or three or, or four or 10. Can you? Yeah. That's dope. Okay. Yep. I'm a fan. I'm a fan, bro. This is a cool feature. I like this feature. Um, and, and, like and so when you add this right in combination with that the new uh, uh, countdown to brick, which is my absolute favorite. Well, favorite. it's already bricked. You brick it ahead of time, but the countdown continues to pretend yes. they still have a chance at breaking it. Exactly right. <laughs> so so the bad guy. So you're telling the bad guy that hey, okay, fine, I give up. Right, I you, you put the pin, but you put a special pin. And that special pin is going to show the bad guy that it's going to take 24 hours for you to be able to sign it, right? Uh, and then in the background of that, we are essentially erasing your seed. And and if the, he gets to the end of the countdown, it just shows brick, <laughs> right? It shows error. So what's cool about that is, uh, unlike the normal countdown, the, the attacker could try to take the device to a lab afterwards and you know spend quarter million dollars trying to get the money out. Right on this one, if he takes it, the seed was erased. So you can say, okay, you know what? Take it with you. 24 hours, you know, you put it in a battery pack, you give it to the guy. In 24 hours, they're gonna be able to sign it, right? <laughs> it's a brick. I fucking love it. Yeah, spe uh, speaking about yeah, complicating things, I, I think something is underused as well like using totally random custom derivation paths well that's that's a little bit you know i mean as, an, <laughs> as long as, as, as have someone, proper backup yeah as someone who's been like working on education like you know maybe for pros but i can't put that in a fucking guide well, it, okay it's now a, use a it's random a, it's derivation the 26 path. world basically <laughs> Right, the 26th word. The 25th word is the passphrase. The 26th word is your random ass derivation path. So I think at some point, uh, say a, a, something like a BIP39 V2 is going to come at some point. Because the problem with BIP39 is that BIP39 uh, is, 
it's essentially like too simplistic, right? It, it should have, have the derivation path built in, right? Well, that's what descriptors does. Right. Right. So descriptors solve that problem. The problem is descriptors are Bitcoin only, right? We support descriptors, but the other wallets don't because they're all shitcoin companies, right? Um, but can once, you describe for the freaks derivation paths like an easy way? Yeah. So a derivation path is like a tree, right? Imagine your seed is the root, right? Nobody can see it is under the soil, right? And then from that, you create a tree and, and then you have these branches and each of these branches, you're going to have different accounts. Um, but it's all part of the same tree that is part of the same root. But there's like infinite branches. Infinite branches, just like a tree. <laughs> so like if, if, if you use a non-standard one um, a and compute doesn't improve like ridiculous amounts, like you're never going to be able to figure out which branch it was. No, no, you, you, can, you can be in an infinite like hole. Yeah. Which it, people it, have it, lost funds that way. I mean, it, it becomes so big that it's almost the same problem as trying to calculate the private key in the to begin with. Right, because it's infinite numbers. It's infinite. Uh, this is this is awesome. I'm very excited about your seed. So so to to the to the freaks the freaks that are watching the video. And I'll, I'll remind the I'll remind the freaks listening right now. If you're listening to this audio, you want to go see what's going on in the live chat because live chat's fun. You know, you want to see after the fact. You just go to BitcoinTV.com, and you can you can see the Citadel Dispatch channel. All of the all of our past shows are on there, including this one. Are you still able to show screen captured? Like, sorry, screen yeah. uh, stuff in the browser. I sent you the link. Yeah, so, so I, I, I showed the link earlier. Um, but uh, I mean, what the website doesn't really show much right now, right? No. But uh, so just just to the to the freaks that are listening, it's it's seed s e e d x o r dot com. So it's it's literally the letter x uh, seed x o r dot com seed x or yeah um, x or is a mathematical calculation, right? Like it's like a logic gate. Um, yeah, that's fucking awesome. Uh, so. All of that is fantastic. Um, you heard it here first on Dispatch. This is why we dispatch freaks. 60102. It's yes, it is a ploy to sell more seed plates. 100%. I mean, your seed plates are very affordable. Would you do you want to um I just want the freaks to know like this whole idea of punching it with the punch is like a very it's a very accessible thing. Like don't be overwhelmed by punching steel. Oh wait, um, it's ridiculously easy. You just pre-mark with a sharp. It's quite fun. Yeah, you can just use a nail if in a hammer. But make sure you like double check it after the fact because it's yeah, Sharpie. Uh, Sharpie first. Sharpie first? I didn't Sharpie do Sharpie first. first Sharpie first. Hundred percent. Okay. Note note to note to everybody. Sharpie first. Or or yeah, just use a Sharpie. Sharpies are fucking dope. <laughs> um keep it simple. Bitcoin is smelling a guide. He's the fucking boss. I mean, he might be a his guides are too good. He might be a spook because the guides are just that good. But if 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 you're willing to take that risk, go to keepitsimplebitcoin.com. He's got a lot of good guides over there. Um, MVK, I want to... I'm uh, not MVK. I love both of you. I'm sorry. I keep mixing you guys up. Keto Miner, um, your competitors, your competitors have every app under the sun. Um, how do you decide... What is supported on Noddle and what isn't supported on Noddle, and why are we waiting so long for what I want to be supported on Noddle? 
Uh, how we decide is basically uh, many factors. First one is, is it really useful? Like, uh, you know, a lot of times users just come to you and say, I would like this feature. And after you spend a considerable amount of time implementing it, you realize that one, it doesn't exactly do what the user thought it was doing, or two, actually nobody is using it. Um, so that that's that's one factor. We're trying like to really test things, use them ourselves, see if it's relevant, and uh, and then implement it and deploy it to to everyone. Uh, ju just a very recent example. Uh, I wanted to add loop uh, to the nodals. Um, and actually, I realized that Lightning Terminal is a much better option because the unofficial uh, take from Lightning Labs is that the standalone applications like Loop, Pool, and, and others will be like best effort supported. But if you really want the full experience, you should rather use Lightning Terminal. Uh, so I think Loop is the first app that survived only one version on the Nodal when it will be removed in the next one. Um, so yeah, we, we try to avoid these kind of situations. And, and another reason an app can be uh, not implemented is if it's making a heavy or any actually use of a third-party external service. Uh, Loop, again, is a good example, and we are... Uh, we are actually uh, forcing users to run it over Tor. And so the policy now is that any application uh, that needs to make any external calls to any external service will be uh, going through Tor only. Um, yeah, and, and also there is a very <laughs> stupid reason, which is that there is only one of me and I have many things to do. <laughs> I mean, I, I like to hit you with... Uh... I hit you with the requests all the time, and then I just forget about them. Um, the, but yeah, like like in the in the closest future, you will get Lightning Terminal. You will get an, an upgrade of all the existing services. Uh, actually, for once, Nodal Cloud got the upgrades first. For example, the latest BTC RPC Explorer. Um, I like that now get, Dojo usually gets everything first. Yeah, that that used to be true. Un until the last version, because we we needed it for another cloud for some for some customers, so we we prioritized that. I'm pretty sure I got the first Nautil Dojo that's ever existed. Uh, yeah, I think so. Like the first real one. Yeah, I mean, like mine has the special spyware in it that's just designed specifically <laughs> for me. Um, the so so what I I so so what I wanted to talk about. Um, was you so you had an issue with lightning loop right where you lost funds on lightning loop like i feel like no i thought i thought i did but they ended up coming back uh, they came back uh, yeah basically what happened is so it's a it's a stupid mistake from my side uh we are running a reverse proxy in front of the lnds api on the nodo uh for external services like when you use zap for example um and my mistake was that i was connecting loop locally through that reverse proxy instead of going straight to lnd 
and that was making loop crash all the time and not finishing transactions. So is your so fault. that that's solved now. Uh, but yeah, uh, um, I I know of one other user that got an issue with loop not uh, giving the funds back, but I think it was solved with uh, with the proper help from from Lightning Labs. That's good. I mean, I. Uh, you know, Keto Keto's the friend that that we when we're angry at lightning together, we we um we reach out to each other in private. <laughs> we 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 express our frustrations at the current state of things, um while loving it at the same time using it all the fucking time. But uh, you know, sometimes you just can't talk about these things as publicly. And I was excited to have him on because that's exactly what we're gonna fucking do. Um. Before we get there, I want to talk about your hate for raspberry pies. So uh, fuck a raspberry of, pies. <laughs> there we go. So we got MVK fuck on Broad record. Con. Also, <laughs> we also have we have MVK on record. Um, also telling raspberry Pi users to fuck themselves, um, or I guess the device specifically to fuck both. themselves. Um, both. Uh, we have a shit ton of freaks here right now that are using raspi nodes, whether that's raspi blitz. Or Umbral, um, or MyNode, or Ronin Dojo, or whatever package that I just forgot, and I'm going to get shit about later. Um, they're all running RasPies. Uh, why shouldn't people run RasPies? Why doesn't Noddle use RasPies? Um, why is the Noddle Dojo as expensive as it is? Well, first of all, when we started Noddle, the RasPies were way underpowered compared were, to other solutions. The the RPI threes, right? Yeah, it was RASPI three and uh the the stock distro was thirty two bits, uh which uh, which was coming with uh, its sets of problems. Uh the chip on the RASPI is totally closed and not sold to anyone else than the RASPI Foundation. Uh, actually, there are some projects like of custom boards based on the Raspi uh, chip, and what they do is they unsolder the chips from Raspis because they can't get the chip otherwise. Um, they have a weird bootloader. They have a Microsoft hypervisor running on the GPU, which is actually bootstrapping the CPU. There, there's a lot of weird things happening on these boards. Talk and overall, they are not, not very stable. Uh, I mean, many power supply issues. Like, if you don't have the perfect power supply, it's crashing all the time. It's, uh, but I, I mean, personally, I don't have anything against running full nodes on, uh, on Raspberries. I My first prototype from 2017 was a Raspi Zero, and it was running perfectly for, for at least half a year. Talk what about the Wi-Fi driver, please. Disgusting. <laughs> Keto, you have an opinion on the Wi-Fi driver? We don't do Wi-Fi, so anyway. Does, well, does okay. the RPi4 have built-in Wi-Fi? They all do, I think. They yeah. all do, yeah. I think Fuck. even since, yeah. I didn't know and that. And it's, it's on by default, too. But none of the node packages use it. You have to plug them into Ethernet. Yeah, it's because nobody wants... <laughs> dude, and aside from the driver... That's also, pretty bad. The, the hardware is absolute shit for the Wi-Fi. So what everybody does is put a, a <laughs> Wi-Fi card on a Wi-Fi-enabled right. device. That's how bad it is. Right, or like you have a USB, right? 
Yeah, I just don't get it. Like, yeah, if you if you want to get good Wi-Fi on any SBC, just buy an external. Alpha no, wait, that's ridiculous. Alpha. That's ridiculous. I mean, I thought I thought one of the benefits of them was that it's like one of the few compute devices we had that just had no wireless in it. Does it have Bluetooth? Does it have Why? Bluetooth in it as well? Like, listen, on the beginning, yeah, there's Bluetooth. Uh, no, are you fucking no, kidding me? No, there's Bluetooth only on the version four and on, I think. But anyways, yeah, well, that's what we're I, all using now anyway. My, no my one's using point, a Pi 3. The Pi 3 suck in comparison to 4. You might as well buy a 4. The 4 is like 70 bucks. If you're a Bitcoiner and you can't afford 70 bucks, like how long have you been a Bitcoiner for? Just use a just use a Rock 64. Right. It's like I listen, on the beginning, I was a fan of Raspberry Pis. There wasn't anything else. Raspberry Pis are great for children in Africa that don't have food. Wow. Um, <laughs> but they can't but like, afford them. But anybody who has a fucking cell phone that is like a, a, a one million times faster computer than a Raspberry Pi should be using a Rock 64 at least. There is like You're... 50 different projects oh that are God. good. You're triggering the chat so much right, right now. now. I'm sorry, guys, but fuck Raspberry Pis. Okay, so it's important. It's important. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna side with Jan Ver here in the comments and Zaya Zaza. Uh, with with Pis are fine. Um, do you want to live in a fine get by world? A the, the the majority of things that we use full nodes for, um, if they're compromised, it's a privacy compromise, right? It's not a security compromise. Yeah, no. Um, I'm, listen, if, if they die, die if they die, you'll still have your funds. Uh, with Lightning, is less so. If you're going to run a routing node, like if you're going to run a serious routing node, like you shouldn't run it on a Pi, right? Listen, Rock sixty four is great. Uh, you can also buy a used Mac Mini. You can use like there's a bunch of look, go Fuck look into micro micro ATX computers. There's a bunch of like uh, 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 fanless computers. They cost like maybe like double Raspberry Pi, <laughs> but they were gonna rest for run forever. And you can run all the Nodal software on them. Nobody <laughs> who 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 has money to eat should be buy a computer that costs less than a hundred dollars. <laughs> Fuck you. Rasp it's cool that it costs less than $100. That's pretty dope. Like, I'm looking yes. at, like, I have five of them right there. Like, it's just, I, it's just like, it's cool that I can just I use them to shoot skeet. <laughs> I, I'm more concerned about people hoping to run a node on an SD card in the long term. Yep. Oh, so you want to, should we, should we talk about this? I mean. SD cards are designed for cameras and mp3 players which do sequential writing and reading they are not designed for a computer unless you buy a very very expensive sd card which probably doesn't even exist on the market because the the good ones are not big enough to run a full node that's right your sd card will die in a few weeks probably yep i i, I bought this htc exodus phone i put a 200 dollars sd card in it uh, it got corrupt after one month of use. Yeah. So just so people know, the current technology for micro cards, especially over 32 gigabytes, you cannot find cards that have proper error correction. And you cannot do SD type memory, right? Flash memory without error correction for read and write like drives. It's not like this is just a camera saving pictures that does that very precisely. Like cameras are very good at doing that just for that. Uh, SD cards were not designed to be read-write like hard drives. They will break very fast. Yes, Martin, I have standards. Fuck Raspberry uh, Pi. The, the <laughs> best, like one of the best parts about Dispatch, 
I just want to say thanks to the to, to all the freaks joining us in the live chat. I know this is an earlier time than usual. I know that we have a lot of new freaks in here because we have the European side. Um, and maybe a little bit of Asia on the opposite side. We have like the the late night Asian crowd versus the early day Asian crowd. Um, it's pretty crazy just like thinking about time zones and thinking about global like how global the space is, like when I'm trying to decide when this stream goes out every Bitcoin Tuesday. Um, so that's just that's just a cool concept. I think this is the fact that we have them berating us in the live chat while we're going um, is very unique to this show. That That's just automatically broadcast. No one is... Um, yeah, I mean, like, fuck censorship and shit. I mean, like, I, I disagree, obviously, MVK disagrees with me on this, but I don't block people, I don't mute people, so I'm glad this is... Well, um, Matt, it's just it because is. you're not a time maximalist yet. You will learn that in time. You're a young grasshopper. Yeah. We'll see. Um, so before we wrap up that topic, um, thank you, all your freaks, for keeping us honest. Before we wrap up this topic, I mean, do you want to mention who you're talking about when you talk about SD cards? Because they were just on the show. Uh two episodes ago and that's my dog reminding us who they were uh, i've actually discovered it in the chat i didn't realize they were using sd cards um yeah so this is star nine labs uses sd cards and we talked about it in their episode i had proof of keegan co-founder of star nine labs on the show two episodes ago and we we discussed this specifically um i i think the biggest concern comes down to if you're using it with lightning uh, because if you're using it with lightning and you that SD card fails, what you're going to end up with is a static channel backup. Uh, the static channel backup forces you to close your channels. Um, so you do recover your funds to your seed, um, your secret backup words, uh, but you do so in a way that you lose all your channels. And in a high fee environment, that could really fuck you. Um, if, 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 if fees are high, you're going to end up spending a ton of money in on-chain fees you're going to lose the reputation of your node, and then you're going to have to start start fresh. Um, that said, you're only losing transaction fees. And if you don't use Lightning, uh, I would say it's probably less of a risk. If you have strong backups, if you're backing up onto a USB drive, um, probably less of a risk. I still think SSD is better just to like, have a proper SSD, and I think they do agree, and they're going to do that soon. Um, well, another thing is I... I guess they ship pre-sync like we all do uh, because if you try to sync on an SD card you will never manage good to luck do with that. that yeah but it it's pre-sync but it's it, it's still verified right like the chain is still verified per the rules um um keto what what what's a a, a small SSD uh drive that fits uh, a mm -hmm. node Going, we gotta do one terabyte now. We gotta do one terabyte. How much are they going for these days? Uh, so we we recently switched to the Samsung Evos 870 uh, SATA SSDs because they just came out, and actually that explained finally why we had trouble getting the 860s. Uh, they go for less than a hundred dollars now for it's one. It's like terabyte. eighty, right? Is it uh, Yeah, probably. It's 100 euros here, including tax. So I guess it's like $80, $90. Can you still uh, do, if you sell pre-synced, can you do pre-sync spinning disks still? Or is it just, just not going to get there? Why would you do that? Probably not yeah, two cheap. and a half inch. 
Yeah, because it's really cheap, Matt. Like, yeah, but it'd be so bad. Like that's what the original Casa did. You guys did, are buying Raspberry Pi. They, the ras the original Casa was R Pi threes with spinning disc, and I was like, guys, like, uh, you're just like fucking people. Like they're gonna be so angry at you, and then they were just so angry at them. Like, what did you yeah, expect? In, like, in one of you- my in one of my early prototypes, I actually bought from Western Digital. You used to have a range of accessories for Raspberry Pis and SBCs, and they had these very low power two and a half inch hard drive. Uh, they were like 3000 RPM like slower than anything you will ever find in a computer and it was basically taking longer than a micro SD I still have to this day I still have friends and family that can, they think that they owe me considerable favor because I approached them and I was like I can make your computer better and I just replaced their spinning disk with an SSD that's all I did um, and I, I just, I fucking did it. They're like, oh my God, you're a fucking God. Like no one should fucking use spinning disk. Yeah, the, the SSD is the best upgrade you can get for any computer. Have you looked into uh, the, how do they call these things? Um, on Logic has them. It's called, uh, it's a Celeron based, uh, but it's like a special fanless board. Um where is the name of the board? That's what I kind of like about Raspies. It's like you can just buy like one for 70 and just not even use it with a fan or anything and just like Here. fucking destroy it. Oh, but there is like, there is a whole industry of fan lists for all kinds of uh, uh, stuff. I sent a link on the private chat for... Uh, for yeah, that. yeah I, I didn't play with this I think it's mini precisely, ATX. but some J series, definitely I, ha- I have a few, few home-built things on top of that but actually i'm rather looking in the latest generation of embedded ryzen from amd okay uh, yeah because they also have this memory encryption feature which is in the silicon and just not activated in software yet right and i'm harassing the local importer to get the bios with this feature enabled uh not saying that there is a next 8664 AMD based Nodo coming anytime soon. Oh, but it's definitely like something we are looking at for the it's, it's, upcoming. What do you, years. Who do you think you are, man? Like, okay, you're looking at it. Got it. Um, the uh, NVK, do you want me to? Should I put this up on the screen? What is the the on logic or the yeah, the on logic? Do you want me to put that on the screen? Or? Uh, well, I think I might just confuse people. But anyways, there is a whole line. If if you type, apologies. Yeah, if you do like three eighty six, like so on Logic, it's a, they used to call uh, Logic Supplies. These guys are great, uh, really, really professional outfit. Uh, if you go, Matt, click on uh, computers. No, I can't click on fucking shit. We want to click on shit. I don't know. You can't click on stuff. I have to like. Oh. Have, that's a, that's it's Never just mind. anyways. If anybody still goes, image, bro. Anyways, if anybody goes on logic.com and then click on fanless oh, computers. Logic. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't I don't know if you've heard about PC engines. They're uh, all fanless. Everything there is fanless. It's a, is it's a Swiss point? company that makes like rather firewall oriented uh, boards, but they are AMD geode and something something newer than but the But can they can they do based. price and quantity though? This is the problem that I find with the smaller suppliers. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a big issue. So PC engines can definitely do quantities because they are selling like tons of rack mount uh, right. hardware now. 
we the we have some small scale nodal rack prototype actually we have two of those in one uh, in a one rack unit uh chassis uh so you you get full redundancy inside a low power like 30 watts uh server Yeah, the, the HSMs we built uh, for CoinKite way back in the day, they were all fanless industrial uh, uh, like boards that were, we potted the whole board, <laughs> <laughs> the whole computer board <laughs> um, in a case, in a fanless case. Uh, it was It was pretty cool stuff. Uh, yeah, so yeah. for the record, it's during this kind of discussions back in 2018 that NVK told me that we should add a kill switch in the Nodo. Yeah. And the Dojo has one. Uh, they all have now. Oh, the Nodo one has a kill switch yeah, as well. Yeah, now, now the Nodo one ships with the kill switch and full disk encryption as well. So this idea is is the device is encrypted, but only if it's... If it's running, it's not. So it needs to turn off to be yeah. full yeah, so, encrypted. So in the very, uh, very impossible case that someone would steal your device while it's connected to the power and try to freeze the memory to extract the encryption keys uh, before they manage to open the case, the memory will have the power cut and uh, the keys won't be there anyway. Right. Yeah, that's a cold boot attack. When they yeah. when they open the case, the power is cut. And also, if you plug a cold card uh, to your CK bunker to your nodder, you can actually put the cold card inside of the case, so the power to the cold card will be cut as well. Yep. Well, that's cool. Yeah, that's for the CK bunker stuff that yeah. we ship. I dig it. Um, yeah, I mean, the kill switch is a, a really cool concept. And then you have the raid, right? So like not only, like we were talking about the issues with SD card, not only do you have one SSD in the Nautil Dojo, you have two, right? So one is mirroring the other. Yeah, and a, and a little known fact, known fact is that the, the Nodal ones that were shipped after we activated the encryption, um actually have only one SSD, but the, it's configured in a way that if you add an external one, you can make a RAID one with the internal and the external cool. SSDs. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the only major node package that is full disk encrypted. I think everything else is like individual. Yeah, so, so this is the thing, right? Like nobody should be running any computer of any kind without at least basic full disk encryption. Like, there is absolutely no reason for that. I mean, and this is, to be clear, this is for a physical type attack, right? So you have you have a person who has physical access to the computer. They're, yes. they're holding the computer in their hand. The computer is in front of them. Yep. Yep. Um, and everybody should be running FreeBSD. And this is why, <laughs> well, I mean, I'm like, fuck you, MBK. Uh, the, the, this is why, like, when I, they I hit, would argue that OpenBSD would be better for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When, but we're okay, BSD guys, maximalist. We're, we're, <laughs> this is still dispatch. It's supposed to be actionable Bitcoin discussion, not until masturbation. Bitcoin yeah, because discussion. Linux is a shitcoin. So, see, <laughs> Bitcoin related now. This is why this idea of a kill switch, this idea of full disk encryption is why when they hit 
Dread Pirate Roberts, they hit him in the library while he was accessing uh, Silk Road. This is why when they hit the BTCE guy, they ran through his driveway gate while he was on his computer. And then he ran outside in his robe, angry at them. And then they ran inside and he was still signed into his computer and it wasn't off. If that computer is off, then all of a sudden they have to brute force his encryption password. And if it's a strong encryption password, you can be the mightiest government in the world. You're not going to fucking get into that encryption password. Well, it's complicated. Because okay, but but the point is the point is if it was very easy for them to do it, they wouldn't bust in his fucking gate with a fucking minivan, right? Yeah. So well, a little bit of parallel this parallel reconstruction there by law enforcement because I'm sure they had already illegally find what they had. Right. To. They already knew what they needed. No. <laughs> just like just like <laughs> DPR, right? But yeah. but but the thing, the problem with this encryption in general is that if you're not running, say, FreeBSD and building from source. Um, it's possible that whatever package you're using to do that encryption could be compromised. But that, but that's like, we're talking about like a, like a, a much deeper sort of like tinfoil hat and and partly reason too and why people shouldn't use general purpose computers for uh, like, you know, as hardware wallet, right? Like it, it's because of that. There is a massive stack of stuff that you can't possibly verify. There is smaller packages that are harder to use. But anyways, so so it goes into that deep rabbit hole about that. Yeah, so also one, one funny thing I'm, I'm working on actually is uh, I figured that with all this system D and all the launching methods on Linux, which pissed me off, I will be switching all the service starting on the nodal, at least in the encrypted part, uh, because so yeah, full disencryption is nice, but you need somehow to enter the password at some point. So the EMMC on which we initially boot is not encrypted, and it just shows you the page asking for the encryption password of the SSD, which runs all the software actually. See, that's uh, but see, th th that's the beautiful thing, right? Like you guys know what you're doing. So there is a massive difference between Noto. And by the way, Anthony was very funny there. If you care about privacy, right? <laughs> uh, if you so shout out to Anthony, Anthony Ronning in the comments. If you care about privacy, you shouldn't go outside. Uh, so this is a difference between you're Noto, not even allowed to if you live in Canada right now, right? So. And, and keto, so like keto from Noto, like these guys are building the package from from scratch, right? Of the OS that they run, so they're picking out the libraries, they're picking how things are being done. The average person running Ubuntu. <laughs> it's not a great it's idea. Fucked, right? Yeah, I'd rather use OS X than Ubuntu. But, but what about Windows? No, I mean Windows is not a software; it's a virus. So, like, we don't even go. <laughs> but but you don't even realize, like, seventy percent of uh, Bitcoin Twitter uses Windows. Yeah, but they might not for their Bitcoin purposes. Uh, no, a lot of people use Windows. A lot, a lot more people than you think are using Windows. But they can go fuck themselves. <laughs> I, I, I would say in the normal user base, it's probably 40% Windows, 40% Mac, and 20% anything else. Oof. But anyway, yeah, to, 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 to end my point, so the, <laughs> with this new launching process, we actually can run the full Nodal software stack on uh. any OS, uh, which means that just by replacing the, the the binary names in the comments that download them from the official repositories, we can switch to BSD or whatever we want. 
That's awesome. Um, cheers to that. Happy Bitcoin Tuesday, freaks. This has been a fucking fantastic conversation so far. Can we get to 55 this afternoon? Um, I love that. I love that. Uh, Bisk just pumps and, and dumps while we're on air. It's like fantastic. Uh, I mean, that's what Bitcoin is about, right? I think I mean, if you're using I, Windows, I we. We have Zanza. I mean, yeah, Bitcoin's about uh, pumping and dumping in the short term. I mean, that's it's the best drug there is. We have Zanza in the comments asking, what do you do if you're using Windows? Migrate to Mac. I really do think yeah. that Pop! OS, no, fuck you. I think Pop! OS is like a very good beginner uh, Linux distro. Don't listen to Mac. Just use a that Mac. It's very functional, and, and you don't have to deal with fucking trusting Tim Apple with all what apps you use and shit. Like he's going to decide in like in the next two years, he's going to start deciding. Like I understand the new iMac is sexy as fuck because it is, but you know, at, at some point you have to fucking draw the line. Like they're just deciding what you can and cannot run and they're making it yeah. very difficult. So, so here's the thing. I, I agree that the stock uh, Mac OS uh, sort of has a little bit much, too much of a cock in your face. Um, they need to tone that down. But aside from that, you can turn all that shit off. It's still like what people don't understand about Macs is that they actually come from the BSD lineage, you know, of real Unix. Um, and uh, and they they are fairly, fairly uh, hardened machines. Uh, they, they do a lot of stuff right. Uh, yeah, still- if you look at Catalina and, and the next versions, uh, they're like a very well installed hardened BSD system with the all the system files read only and only the the user stuff read write. Uh, it's like they they basically applied all the best practices. Yeah, so it's the real deal, right? Like when maybe people just don't know the history, right? Of like how Unix sort of evolved and and how sort of like things went in each direction. But like I, I highly recommend people putting some time into looking into BSD. So either NAT, BSD, FreeBSD, OpenBSD, uh, or OSX, and, and like sort of like that lineage, uh, because it, it's a, it's a, it's a totally different uh, mindset than Linux. Uh, it was always move slow and don't break things. By the way, as opposed to Linux, it's move fast and break things. Um, and uh, I don't know. The BSD project was was run a lot like Bitcoin in a way, uh, and it's it's very true to Unix. I mean, if if you want to, you want if you want to give the freaks like the quick one minute chill, you're welcome to give them that chill. About BSD, yeah, no, just so, just download and use it. Like you use of VM. my one of my personal favorites for like. Starting users like the the Ubuntu of of BSD is probably Dragonfly BSD. There you go. Um, <laughs> no, what's really cool about BSD is like say say you are somebody who have like uh, command line capabilities. Okay, so you are at that level. You have some like you can. Everyone has command line capabilities. They just have to fucking do it. Yeah, but but let's say you're already there, right? So okay. what you do is say you're running a Mac machine or a Windows machine or even a Ubuntu machine, right? Like download a, a VM box or whatever uh, VM software you like to use, and for all your command line needs, run them through a VM. 
you know, and this VM is going to be uh, whatever flavor of BSD you want. Um, it's actually quite powerful to do that because you can actually route that VM via Tor only. So you can run your, your Bitcoin D there. You can do all kinds of stuff like that. And, and it's a very bare bones, uh, very secure sort of environment. Okay, so that was your daily BSD show. Um, glad we got that in. Uh, Freaks, we have over 150 people in here right now. Cheers to you all. Um, we got 16 retweets on Twitter. I love you guys. I don't want to be a dick about it, but let's get those retweets up. It is appreciated. And then we can get people in here before the show ends because then they can join the live chat. And I love when that happens. Um, I want to talk about lightning fees, Keto. Um, I want to talk about on-chain fees. I want to talk about um, trying to calculate on-chain fee burden when running lots of lightning channels. Because I know that Noddle is doing this. Um, I know that Noddle Cloud is a big part of Sphinx, uh, which a project we love, and, and you're running a lot of their L&D nodes. Um, and I know this is an issue that is concerning to me because I've fucking had to deal with this and i don't know how to calculate my on-chain fee burden when dealing with lightning so how are you going about this what are your thoughts here um what should be what should the bitcoin community be concerned about in this respect well i i've actually just listened to to last week's rhr before we started and uh one thing i hear a lot of of times is like when fees go up, use Lightning. Okay, but to use Lightning first, you need the wallet and channels and all that crap. Uh, so I think these uh, high fee situations will just drive people to custodial Lightning wallets. Uh, because that that's basically the only way you can make Lightning transactions without dealing with your with your liquidity. I, I have a maybe a controversial opinion. Uh, for most people, for most needs, I'm okay with custodial Lightning wallets. Like, that's what I use. Well, well full disclosure, I'm using Wallet of Satoshi as my main wallet. So. There you go. It, it, it's like, because like, aside from the privacy consequences of using those Lightning <laughs> custodial wallets, which Matt, I'm sure, will have a uh, thing to say. No um, you, you know, I'm not concerned about the security on that, right? Because it's always like, you know, small amounts of money. Uh, so, so that's nice. Uh, it gets people with the feet wet, right? It's kind of like getting off zero. It's the same with like, I rather people go to Coinbase and buy some Bitcoin there than they don't have any Bitcoin. Um, right. I mean, it's so, better privacy than on chain. Right. And here's the thing. If people get any lightning wallet and start using it, if there is more than 10 people using lightning, maybe one day we're going to add it to our store. It's just like, there, there isn't enough people using it. We need sort of like more people using to put the effort in, right? And we're not the only ones. We hear this from everybody. Well, it's fuck like, you. you should add well, lightning. Well, about, about I'll give you so much like, capacity. We'll just give you free capacity, bro. You don't, that's do a it. project. Should I do that or should I ship the seed sort? The hardest part, the hardest part about adding lightning to your store is the capacity. And we will provide you so much capacity. Like me and the freaks will just fucking shower you in capacity. So just like fucking make that happen. Um, you should do eventually. that. Um, as as for as for custodial wallets, I mean, 
the real the real thing is like I think the cool part about Lightning is interoperable custodial wallets. That's the really cool part. Um, unfortunately, regulations don't allow custodial wallets. So, um, like, cheers to Wallet of Satoshi and Blue Wallet. But I'm concerned a bit that I think that the regulators are going to fucking come down on them. So then well, we that have depends in which jurisdictions we're running this. Okay, service. but but then we have entrance to the market like Moon Wallet, M U U N, Phoenix Wallet, um, Breeze Wallet, where they provide channels to you they open the channels for you um and i would argue that those are like kind of semi-custodial right like those so are just basically Breeze, you're taking Breeze a ux hit well you're taking a fee hit and a ux hit and they're just trying to protect they're protecting themselves a little they're protected a little bit more on a regulatory basis no so Breeze is fully non-custodial the lnd is running on your phone but they're the routing node and you're not yeah, always online, I mean, and you I mean, don't have a watchtower. You 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 can open channels to whoever you want. But you're trusting the Breeze routing node. I I I think you can open direct channels from Breeze now. Maybe, but the average user isn't. And, and anyway, like, how many users actually only have one channel with some big famous node that if this node falls into the wrong hands, everyone is, everyone is screwed? But anyone who uses Breeze, Phoenix, or Moon is doing that. No? Probably, but, but I, I don't think it's the only ones. My point is, is it's fine. I'm completely fine with that as a trust model. I just... If 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 it wasn't for regulations, if we lived in a, a purely ANCAP world, we would have a bunch of custodial Lightning wallets that were competing each other with each other on fees and reputation, and they're all interoperable, and that's fine. Well, other than the right? regulatory problem, I would argue that probably from a uh, from a privacy perspective, a fully custodial wallet such as Wallet of Satoshi is good or even better because it's not you making the transactions it's their node and their wallet making the transactions and the only thing that identifies you is some random hexadecimal identifier of your device on their service yeah no i mean i don't i don't just I mean, it's custodial uh, privacy. We, we had this discussion with Arms recently, and he told me basically Wallet of Satoshi is a mixer in disguise. Right, right. It's, it's, it's a custodial wallet. This is why all the custodial wallets all get shut down. Because the regulators don't like that. Which is fine, but that's like the reality we live in today. So oh, that's only going to get worse. Right, I agree. And I think this this is well, like I'm, a I'm very... hoping that the jurisdictions will start to compete uh, on that front. And no, they, they're going to some... block. They're going to be obligated to. It's kind of like Binance problem. Yeah. Uh, what the U.S. is going to do is like swing their dick around and say, "Hey, uh, you're going to have to KYC everybody, or you're going to have to prove to me they're not Americans, or we're going to go and uh, shut down Swift to your country." <laughs> I mean, this is what happened to Bottle Pay. Bottle yeah. Pay was custodial Lightning, but they were Britain. And disclosure, I'm an advisor for them. Um, they were they were in Great Britain, and Great Britain came down harder. UK came down harder. 
Um, and they said, no, you can't have a custodial wallet without KYC. So they closed down service. Um, so the, and they reopened with KYC, but the important part to me is that they closed down so that, that you didn't get shotgun KYC. You, you came in, if you, if you wanted to be yeah, KYC, for and this is what's going to happen, right? Like this is going to continue to happen. And hopefully the breezes of the world, the phoenixes of the world, the moons of the world, M-U-U-N, once again, um, are enough not not custodial to not be included in that regulation. But that's a dis- determination that governments are going to make. And to be quite honest, like there's trust involved with all those models. It's not like a it's not like a non-custodial on-chain wallet. A non-custodial on-chain wallet, like yeah, there's some trust involved in you looking at the chain, but it's different. It's different than controlling the routing node and the payment channels and shit. Well, also as someone mentioned in the in the chat, uh, I think that ultimately when the regulators decide to to shut down any Lightning custodial service, they will come at the hosted nodes too because. If you have another cloud instance, you're managing your LND, but at the end of the day, uh, we have physical access to the server and by complicated ways, we can access your wallet. So it's, I, I think in front of a court or a regulator, it can be proven that we are a custodian. Yeah, I mean, you're the next, but you're the next level after Breeze. Yeah. And those, right? But, but like, and, and that, I that's think, also why we have servers in two very different jurisdictions, and we can just move all the servers from one. I to think most. I think most Western jurisdictions would argue that you're not a custodian, and I, I think that's like a free speech privacy issue, and and we shouldn't have to rely on that. But you know, at the end of the well, day, this if, is a global if movement. If asked as an IT expert, I would say uh, we are. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, I 100% agree with that. I wasn't going to bring that up on air, but here we are. Um, yeah, so all that said... Even running a BTC pay with a hot wallet makes uh, <laughs> makes the service provider a custodian. Right. I mean, look, look, at the end of the day, regulators are going to regulate and they can do whatever the fuck they want to do. Right. And we don't want to give them, we want to talk. I I think it's important that we talk about this stuff publicly, but at the same time, it's important that, um, it's a little bit different when it's, you know, publicly broadcast and recorded forever. Uh, but, uh, all this stuff should be talked about and, and, and should be on the top of everyone's mind. Like people should be considering this when they're creating these products, when they're working on this stuff, when they're thinking about the threat models, you have to consider all of these aspects. But remember, um, right? If you're creating a custodial service and you look pretty, uh, you're going to have to do KYC or you're going to end up in jail being pretty. And that's not going right. to be fun. Right. But the, the the whole point here is that there's different layers, right? Yeah. It's, it's not just, it's not just everything. black and white. Yeah, yeah we're going to have a mix of everything. That's just how Bitcoin is. Yeah, and and the, the the friction the friction that the regulation adds really really fucking hurts the individual citizens of any given jurisdiction. So it's something that government should consider. Um, that that if you can reduce that friction, you're going to have more competitive business in your in your jurisdiction, and they'll pay you better tax rates. Um, okay, so all that said, uh, lightning fees would like. Th- 
like it's this idea of I don't know when my channel is going to close and and what the minimum size is going to be. Um, if we have a average freak who who is running a routing node and they're trying to set that that parameter, what is their minimum channel size, Keto? What 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 should their minimal channel size be? Like what what should they be thinking about when they're deciding how they're going to run um, their little humble tour only routing node that is supposed to like? I, I would rather the big say board. if you're running a node for yourself for routing, and you're not in a business situation when you have someone waiting for you to open channels like we are. Uh, just open it with very small fees and wait for it. But what's the what's what 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 minimum size? I don't know, maybe five hundred k to one mil. I'm like I'm a little bit torn because I so I I made the stacking sats node. I made that five hundred k, but I think it's a little bit charitable, right? Like I'm just doing that because I want the freaks to have an accessible node to learn. But like I feel like 500k is way too low, and I think one million might be too low too. Well, 500k is a lot of money right now. Right. One million is 500, or 50, 550, right? Yeah. So so 500 I mean, like, I, is, I, I is about 250 dollars. Test models recently to to make some up tests of of the latest upgrades, and I I found some old Lightning wallets uh, with amounts which seemed ridiculous two years ago. Uh, but actually, I mean, I, 100k or 500k is is money now. I mean, I have channels on the fucking stacking sats node still that are like 30,000 sat channels. Like as soon as that channel gets closed, like I'm just paying it all to miners. Yeah. Completely worthless channel. So I I think it's important that people realize like you want to have a larger channel. You don't want to, um, you don't want the whole channel thing to be a fucking donation to miners. And 1 million is probably fine, but like, you should probably go bigger, in my opinion. Bigger is better. Less is more. Um, deal with it. Uh, liquid. I want to talk about liquid. No one talks about liquid. But it's because liquid is like mostly run by by like exchanges for liquidity provide uh, for uh, for li for liquidity, right? Uh, exchange between them. Um, I still think liquid liquid is fantastic because it's very low uh entry um friction for the end user it's kind of like just like bitcoin right uh, it's confidential transaction so uh you just have to run a client and and then you have access to custodial sorry to self-custody liquid right um you know with whatever set of trade-offs they have uh uh it's a shame that like the only people really pushing liquid is blockstream um, I wish there were other companies doing stuff with Liquid and sort of pushing it as well, uh, because then it wouldn't feel like it's so sort of like one company. Well, we're pushing it here at, at Dispatch. We're pushing. No, it. I know, but like pushing is different than actually like building stuff on it, right? Like, well, it, let's go, freaks. Let's build some shit. Yeah, build some stuff on Liquid. I, I think it's fantastic. Like, you know, and if you don't peg out, like the fees are pretty low too. So. Um, 
Uh, and there is also great privacy inside of the liquid uh, network, right? Because confidential transactions. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I honestly can't wait for uh, Tether. So should I do my liquid shill? My liquid shill is, is that for the average user, you know, liquid's been sold as this like whale technology. And for the average user, I think liquid could be really useful in like the stackers arsenal. Like I think you just stack to liquid and then when you hit a certain threshold, you convert back to on-chain and you go into cold storage. Ideally, maybe you go into CoinJoin before. I mean, the real idea would be you go to CoinJoin in liquid before you go out um, because then you pay low fees. And I, I think I think they're really, they're, there's, there's a very strong argument there um, for liquid because you you're trusting them but you're trusting them with a low amount you have confidential transactions um it runs on the same bitcoin api so all of our favorite wallets could implement it relatively easily um and then when if you hit a larger balance then you take that on-chain fee burden you take that on-chain fee hit and you move in and the thing between lightning and liquid is with Lightning, it's so difficult to, for me to understand what my on-chain fee burden is. Liquid, it's very simple. Liquid is whenever I move between Liquid and Bitcoin, I pay the Bitcoin fee. Otherwise, I don't pay the Bitcoin fee. And I run the risk of maybe the Federation is going to fuck me, right? But, but I know that my fee on-chain is whatever, whenever I switch back. With, li with Lightning... I can just like be sleeping and someone can close my channel and then I have to pay that lightning. I have to pay that on-chain fee. And I, I'm not even aware that I'm going to pay that, right? Like there's no way to quantify. There's no way to quantify your lightning channel partners are just going to close channels on you in high fee environment. But with liquid, you don't have to deal with that. You choose when you leave and when you leave, you pay a fee, period, right? You know, like can just, just one of the main things that like, people have like high use for is stable coins it's like can we just stop using like ether or fucking like one of those things for the stable coin <laughs> just use liquid so that is like it's all just like bitcoin based essentially right like that that's like one of the main things i want to see people don't appreciate the the volume and the size of the market for stable coin it's absolutely huge um I want to see all that like being run on top of Bitcoin. Right. I mean, Tether's like insane right now, right? The yeah, and there's no, dollars. but there is also USDC, which is a which is what like a lot of uh like the more um the more western based uh KYC companies use. Um you know, all that stuff should be liquid. So then you can take custody yourself of that shit coin, of that right. shit stable coin, whatever you want to call it, right? And uh, we would probably support on cold card eventually because it is Bitcoin curve. It's confidential transaction, right? Uh, and, and then you can just have the two things you could possibly need uh, on the same device, but that's it. So Anthony's mentioning in the chat... Um, it's it's important to keep in mind that you're you're only paying the the closing fees if you're the one who opened the lightning channel. Um, but for ninety nine percent of you out there, 
you're going to be opening every lightning channel you use is going to it's going to be on your side so just keep that in mind keto you have any opinion on liquid not really no i i didn't follow all these liquid things i mean bitcoin on chain and lightning is already a lot to do so Yeah, I mean, it is. I agree. I mean, I hope you're ready for we're going to have lightning on liquid. That's going to be really fun. Yeah, that's pretty cool, right? Because now you're getting almost like best of both worlds. And because it's like small amounts, the security trade-offs of liquid don't matter anymore. So, so like, that's it. It's like, <laughs> just pair those two technologies and stop worrying. Yeah, no, I know. I think I'm pretty excited about that. Will I you think... be able to make atomic swaps between Lightning Bitcoin and Lightning Liquid? I mean, if you can do between Lightning and Bitcoin, I can't see why you wouldn't be able to do it with Liquid and or even the three-way. That that would be fun. It's, it's pretty just cool. The privacy yeah, gains on that, right? Like going from confidential transaction to Lightning back to confidential transaction, right? Uh, and then maybe you go from from uh, confidential transaction to Lightning to then go to Bitcoin, so there is no concerns about somebody watching the the liquid uh, conversion endpoints. Well, uh, I mean, so I mean, I, I I've been thinking about this a lot recently. Is that this idea of coin join in Liquid would be really fucking cool um, because you could just have, you know, you could have like an, a Liquid NFT mixed with. 10 Bitcoin and, and you don't need to have equal outputs because you have confidential transactions, confidential assets. They don't even know what's in the transaction. So you can just That's mix right. whatever you want to mix. Um, but the problem is, is it's almost like Blockstream is worried about the regulatory burden that they have. And this is something that NVK has been talking to me a lot about behind the scenes is like this idea of, of like many liquid networks interoperable. Right. And like, you want to talk about this a little bit, MVK, like this concept? Yeah. Like so a I, I think the biggest problem right now is that there is no competition or parallel distribution of another federation. Right. So essentially, the best thing for Liquid that I think Blockstream should do is make it easy for somebody else to run a competing federation. Uh, because now it doesn't look like it's centralized on them anymore, it puts them at less risk of regulatory capture. Uh, and it gives them more plausible deniability as well, because now you can have like one liquid federation sort of sending and receiving transactions for another one. Uh, to me, the, the ultra validation of the liquid technology would be when you have like, I don't know, like dark markets, <laughs> having a, a dark market liquid federation. <laughs> That'd be pretty hilarious. That'd be um, dope as fuck. I, I mean, um, theoretically. You know, it's the same for Lightning, right? Until we see these technologies being used by people who actually need them, uh, it's hard to see them taking off. So do you agree? Do you agree with the haters that say, you know, Lightning, Liquid so far have been a failure because we haven't seen darknet markets integrate them? So I'd say the word failure is, is retarded to use on this. It's like... Questionable word. Yeah. Uh, because like, you know... These are new technologies, right? And and they're layer two, so they're gonna always enjoy less uh, less penetration in the market than the base technology, right? 
Right. Uh, and it's going to take longer for them to reach like proper critical mass. It's a matter of time and market size, right? But 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 they will sort of get there, and and you know, Bitcoin fees are going to get them there. <laughs> so I mean, do you have an opinion? I mean, specifically with dark markets, I mean, it seems they're to Monero right now. Do we think this is a, like a temporary thing, or I don't know. I mean, like, I, I it's not a market I watch anymore at all. Right. Uh, but uh, the problem with Monero is that like, like all the the law enforcement needs to do is essentially watch the exchange between Monero back to Bitcoin, <laughs> right? And right. that's probably what they do. Um, so uh, it's it's tricky, right? Because if you're not hidden in the noise, right, it's very hard to do privacy. So right. even if your little island is fully private. Um, so, uh, so yeah. I, I guess my point is, I guess my point is like, I'm not necessarily um you know to to my FBI agent that's listening I'm not necessarily saying that I don't I'm not defending a dark market usage but I think that dark market usage kind of it's validation it's a, it's a there's like a flag bearer of how well your currency is working in real life Right, like in a a proper adversarial environment. Like the cool part about Bitcoin, to me, has always been that it's functioning in this adversarial environment and it's surviving in it. Right, and it's it's like every day, like we have to deal with fucking fud and attacks left and right. Um, and the, know pure, the pure form of that let, is let the me ask market, you, right? Let, let me ask you that: as a dark market operator, would you? Wants to have to deal with a no. hot wallet channels liquidity no, running absolutely. your own node. You have so many other problems to take. Never care run of. lightning. I would never run lightning if I was it, a dark you know market, dark, uh, market, dark market operator. Yeah, I mean, but remember, right? Like all these guys still need to start their wealth somewhere, right? And they're going to probably start in the Bitcoin, so they have to still go back to Bitcoin from the Monero. So they're always going to be screwed that way. Um, if you want to talk about failure. In, in Bitcoin, it's like porn, right? I mean, porn providers uh, want credit cards because it's a pool kind of relationship with the customer right. is supposed to push, right? So Bitcoin and all kinds of crypto in general don't work for porn because people are not going to forget their memberships there or... Too easy to, to cancel. Yeah. No, not even that, right? I mean, like, Part of that industry also is just selling your information and your stolen, not stolen credit cards to other guys, right? That will also charge those cards. So, uh, you know, porn industry has not adopted crypto absolutely, like, like at all. Like you can't. But they're just going to have to deal with it, right? Like we're, we're leaving the pull system. It's going to be a push system. They're going to have no, to deal Coinbase with it. is going to be able to let them. No, they're going to have their- to deal with it. They're gonna have to. The majority of their customers aren't gonna come from Coinbase. I don't know. Why not? Majority of the customers are on Mastercard and Visa. Why would we have we have Plastic Wang? We have a guy called Plastic Wang. Ironically enough, asking who pays for porn. Well, obviously not someone who has a Plastic Wang, but maybe the Glass Wangs. They they do pay (laughs) for porn. I know. I mean, I'm just massive industry. Yeah, no, I, I think I think the pay porn stuff is is has has a new resurgence lately, 
And I think this is something we can talk about dispatch that we can't talk about on regular Tales from the Crypt because Marty is super against porn, so we're not allowed to conver- conversate about it. Um, the this this idea is like we have like the new porn influencers, right? Like we have like the the Twitter porn people, we have OnlyFans, and we have Sphinx now. Sphinx chat. There's there's multiple there's multiple tribes in Sphinx that are using Lightning to pay for porn. On a, on a per picture basis, um, I think we're making a new resurgence as a, as a society towards paid for porn. Well, I mean, we porn disagree? is yeah. Well, I mean, these porn actresses are essentially using the the old patronage system right now, where where like it's almost like Patreon but for porn, right? Like that's essentially where OnlyFans is. It's like people right. subscribe to their stuff and essentially maintain their lifestyle. Um. I, I mean, think it's Bitcoin a healthier can, relationship. We're going to have push. It's but they're going to have to switch to push. They have no choice. Is my point. Like it's going to it's going to be push payments and they're going to have to evolve their business model and they're going to do fine. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it's uh, it really is um I like how Keto just went quiet. He's like, "Okay. I I don't want Marty to be angry at me." Well, so, so, so someone reminded in the chat that Pornhub accepts Bitcoin uh, crypto for. Well, they started accepting Dogecoin Dark. Do you remember what Dogecoin Dark became? Verge, and then yeah, they they started with Verge currency or whatever. Man, I'm really out of the loop. The loop on the shit coins. <laughs> like it's hard to follow. I never heard of. Uh, of I think that one. I love it. All of all of our all of our freaks that are live right now are just being censored in the live chat because none of the live chats will let them type in porn. Um, <laughs> so that is great. Okay, so we talked about liquid. That's fantastic. All, both of you guys agree that Bitcoin's designed to pump forever. Um, what else do I have here? Um, I'm starting a new organization called OpenSats. Have I told you guys about this? quiet i I think i know something about it yeah maybe maybe okay so um open is this new organization we're starting that's gonna keep fucking brink honest um it's gonna keep hrf honest keep square crypto honest and it's gonna be a pleb fucking initiative oh is that Um, the one i committed to uh yeah you committed coin kite is gonna be a launch partner of open sats um so obviously nvk has heard of it um, and, and the basic idea is that we're going to have Bitcoiners, we're going to have plebs fucking supporting free and open source software. It's going to be fucking dope as fuck. Um, and I'm looking forward to being a part of this. I am on the board. It's nine of us, uh, all heavy hitters. I think you're going to fucking love who's on the board. Um, and, and I'm just excited. I, I, my plan is personally, what I want to see is. Fuck the corporate donors. Thank you, CoinKite, for being a launch partner. Um, but fuck the corporate donors. <laughs> we are I far want, from a corporation. <laughs> I want I want plebs. I want plebs to be donating fifty dollars a month, and I want to I want to put that towards open source development. Basically, I want a bunch of fucking plebs all donating fifty dollars a month, and I'm going to give you guys fucking swag and all this fucking shit, and it's going to be fucking fantastic, and. And we're going to support open source dev. That is that is the fucking plan. Um, I'm very excited about it. I think we're going to make a big moves on it in the next three weeks. 
but I was very anxious. So I said, I'm going to just talk about it on dispatch. So here we are. Um, I think it's important. What do you guys think? I'm looking for the domain to get. Opensats.com. We already have the domain. You can't steal it. Well, let me see if I can find a variation. I'm not going to. Who do you think I am? And it's hosted on the Cloud. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to fucking announce this shit. I'm not going to announce this shit uh, <laughs> uh, fucking without having the domain. Yes, it is actually hosted on Noddle Cloud. Um, Keto is one of the first people to know about it. So we have have we have the people on, on board and it's going to be fucking good. I'm excited. Um, and Open Source Dome in Bitcoin 2021 is going to be lit. Um, and we will be announcing a lot of things while we're there. Um, you both agree that Bitcoin is designed to pump forever, correct? It has to. It's, it's deterministic. It's not an okay. option. What do we think the price is going to be for Bitcoin in Miami June 4th? What is it? April 27th. That's oh, a month. Man. June could be bear or it could be super bullish. It's kind of impossible to tell right now. It will be between zero and one million. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a, a very conservative range. Uh, okay. I, I like 68K though. Maybe you, uh, you like 68,000? 68,000? Yeah, just because, you know, Motorola. No, no, 69,000. Because that the memes, can we please have a full like two, three months on 69,000? <laughs> No, they're not gonna stop with the sixty. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna, gonna run to wonderful. we're gonna run to one hundred k, right? Like, there's no way that there's there's gonna be like a middle ground, like where we're chilling at like sixty nine, seventy five, eighty. No, no, it like, could. It's... No, we we could definitely have a sixties. Uh, no way. Uh, reconsoli- yeah, consolidation definitely. It's gonna be a sprint, and then we're just gonna be above one hundred k. It was gonna be like, oh, it was. We always expect one hundred k. Like it was just normal. It's just what what we expected. Uh, I would say that at a hundred, there's going to be a lot of reconsolidation, consolidation, and there's going to be a lot of rebalancing of treasuries. Uh, but once the big pockets get all lined up in the next, uh, say, when I say eight to 12 months around that, I was 12 to 18. Now it's a, yeah, yeah, probably like 10 to eight to, to 12 months. I don't think people appreciate how much money is coming into Bitcoin now. Okay. All these Fortune 500 companies are moat, right? Okay. MVK, June 4th. What's the price of Bitcoin? Uh, zero and one million. Okay. So uh, I think it's going to be over 200K still. So you think higher or lower than that? Eh. I don't have. I don't do price predictions. We're in for the tech, but also you're a fucking bear. Okay? Um, Keto, June 4th. You coming to Miami? I know MVK is not. You coming to Miami? We are doing our best. So far, we seem to have the appropriate paperwork to do that. No, it, okay. wait, Matt. There's still a small chance. Like It's, it's, so it's really, it's really going to depend if they're going to gulag me on the way back or not. Because I can go. They are gonna gulag you on the way back. Like there's no, 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 way. no. Like if they, no, no, they, they keep on flip flopping on a bunch of shit here. Yeah, it, okay, just a, buy a house down here and just chill for a little bit. Well, if uh, if my uh, my family wanted to move, I'd move already there. 
Well, I mean, I, I'm happy to take you on on a work visa if you want to join my company. I was like, well, I thought you were going to offer to marry me. I, well, we can get married. You want to get married? <laughs> yeah, like let's let's do because then you know because then it's like slum dunk, right? I mean, my fiance would be a little bit upset. We'd have to get divorced before my wedding, but I, I think I think. Hey, listen, it's uh, listen. If she takes too long to buy, you know, somebody else picks it up, right? <laughs> But I I would 100% give you a work visa if you want to like drive my car, you know, we, we can make so, it work. So someone is asking me about the paperwork uh, for the conference. So you, for, if you're traveling from Europe, you need an official paper saying the purpose of your visit. It can't be tourism. It has to be like a business trip or something. So I think the conference is providing this for you if you ask them. And then you have to provide either a negative test less than taken less than 72 hours before you fly or a positive test less than 90 days uh, before you fly. Yeah, about it's, a vaccine? it's just like the Stasi documents. Yeah, actually, it reminds me the time in 87 when we flew from communist Poland to France and we had to have an invitation from a member of the family. Yeah. That's so fucked up. No, this is this is absolutely like insane. Traveling right now is like torture. Like international I, traveling. No, I feel like America is like as much as I'm upset, like I feel like America is like one of the last sane places. Like uh, it depends doing. on which state you're in, man. I know, but that's the cool part, right? Like we yes. can move between those states very yes, easily. You guys have choice. There's no restriction. Like I can just fucking pack up the car and just drive to another state. You know, no Canada stopped. used to be a bit more federated, but now like it's been a lot more uh, consolidation at the at the Fed. I have no restrictions to go down to Florida, and I'm in the worst fucking state there is. But I could also, if, if and I am going to, to be fair, is I'm just going to fucking straight up leave the state, and there's no restrictions on that. So, so America does deserve some credit. Yo, um, no, I know, I, I know, you guys are the least worst system in the world we're, we're we're fucking proving ourselves we're proving ourselves <laughs> these last few years and it, it amazes me it amazes me that there's like a large group of people that still like blindly trust their government after this long like but why people are fucking matt people want all this shit it's the people no, but, who ask yeah, for all this I mean, shit i'm not even talking about like random people i'm talking about like bitcoiners like there's bitcoiners where i'm like guys like can we care about using bitcoin more privately and they're like man is fudding us like government the u.s government would never come at us like this would never fucking happen like are you fucking kidding me like how do you not <laughs> like biden is like hold my beer bro yeah like fucking personal responsibility fucking take some personal responsibility like why the fuck do you think that anyone is gonna care about you if you don't fucking take care of it yourself after yeah. this after this time regardless Most of where you live most people don't want freedom. They just want a better self. Ridiculous. Seriously. No, seriously. Um, it's like most people don't want any of this shit. They just want to like, you know. That's a little bit too bearish when you said that. I saw your tweet earlier. You were like, they just want a, a better cell. Yeah, that's what most people want. Better prison cell. Better prison cell. That's what most people want. I Including many Bitcoiners. We have our boy Ty in the comments. Like, don't listen to Dieter. Cheers, Ty. Appreciate you. Looking forward to Miami. Oh, that that dude. I don't. I I muted that dude. I know you're like a fucking. You're weak, man. You're just fucking muting people, blocking people. Eh. 
It's too much work, man. I have better shit to do in my life. Wait so until guys, you have some kids. You're going to be like, I'm not fucking listening to this morons. I have, I'm going to go play my kids instead. We're two hours and 30 minutes into this dispatch. It's going out to Citadels globally. Um, Bitcoin is listening to this. They want to listen to only the important shit. They don't want to listen to garbage. What should we talk about? Do you have anything to talk about before we wrap this shit up? Um, let me think. Uh, let me take a quick look here at the release notes. See if I have other updates that are coming that I that are sort of public. Hang on a sec. Freaks, this goes to you as well in the live chat. We have over 170 freaks in the live chat right now um, across Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. You can find links to all of them at citadeldispatch.com. Um, if you're in the live chat right now, do not hesitate to give us questions, to give us ideas that we should discuss. Uh, we're here for Dispatch. This is Bitcoin Tuesday. It's the best day of the week. Let's fucking go. Uh, so out of our release notes that we have coming on the next version, we have uh, BIP48 derivation path exporting support now for JSON. So like you can do like it's it's better support for Sparrow. Um, you can now uh, you ask account number when creating multi-sig air gap. Lots of people ask for that. Um what did you learn anything from your errors when you switched to uh the Bitcoin Core crypto? What is like libsec uh whatever? Sec B massive vulnerability. Like is there something to teach the freaks about upgrading to like four point oh from three point oh, like major upgrade? Yeah, no. So like if you're running uh run four point two is uh it's pretty good. Uh, there's, there's things, uh, any, any open issues have been resolved and, uh, and it's pretty solid now. Um, yeah, we're just waiting for more people to upgrade. Um, to the people, thank you for that insight. The people in the comments, yes, Swan did run out of Bitcoin. Yeah. What the uh, fuck was that? <laughs> um, that like, like. Like that does happen. Like we have brokerage services. We have services. Buy more. Are, wait, but, but we have services that are mostly buy side only, right? We have Swan is is obviously the most transparent about that because I mean Swan is basically a UI wrapper on top of Prime Trust. They're they're sourcing from Prime Trust, um, and and they don't even allow you to sell. They're strictly buy only. But you have services. Um, I love River, but River, Cash App, uh, Bull Bitcoin, these are all services that I recommend, but they're all services that are mostly buy only, right? They're brokerage services that are buy only and they're sourcing Bitcoin. And at any given time, like they can not be able to source Bitcoin and not be able to get Bitcoin for you um, because they're acquiring it from somewhere else. They don't have a proper order book that's involved where you have a proper exchange that's doing sellers and buyers and matching them. Um, in general though, like who the fuck is selling Bitcoin right now? Like there should be a Bitcoin shortage. Like if people are telling me there's no Bitcoin shortage, okay guys, like I understand like theoretically there's no Bitcoin shortage because if there is one, then the price rises and then you can buy Bitcoin. There will like, always be a price uh, a bitcoin shortage that's the like definition of deflationary asset 
The only there there is there's only one group of people selling Bitcoin under 100k, and those are absolute dumbasses, right? Like that's the no, only no, group. No, that- so no, but hang on uh, again. Anybody running a, a business that has that needs cash flow, uh, or a treasury of a larger entity, they will be taking uh, profit at every step of the way. They might even rebuy, right? But some of those will be in the actual charter of the treasury rules that they have to rebalance at certain gain uh, thresholds, right? So this is going to happen. This bull run is going to be very different than what people experienced before. You're going to have a lot of this little sort of like little waves coming in and out, in and out as the price goes up, uh, which is much healthier. It makes the bull run much longer. It's much bullish here. How long is this going to go for? Forever. Forever? Are we in the forever market? It, it, it's not impossible. If the if if like Fortune 500 pockets starts coming in, uh, and they keep on rebalancing, uh, it just it takes the froth off the top, right? Right. So it keeps on creating new demand at every new top, right? Because it goes down, say 10, 20 percent, right. and then. And then it pumps up again, then pumps up again, then pumps up again. And you're going to keep on having, you know, like liquidation events on overextended people, but just a little top, right? And, and, and it just keeps on going, right? Because there's going to be new pockets. Human psychology is like ridiculous, right? Like, so, so I was thinking, like the other day, I was thinking, like, who's going to let this fucking thing go down 80%, right? When we know, like at this point, like all the things that I've considered as extraneous concerns like things that i'm concerned that that bitcoin fails right and 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 maybe i lose my money right and i'm I'm just considering all these different options and and all those things seem to have evaporated but then at the same time like all of a sudden like over the last week right like we started to fall and then we fell below 50k and then everyone was like the end is nigh it's all over you know and it was like we're in the middle of a fucking bull regime right like this is like fucking we're ready to go and if that happens at the peak like we're gonna fucking drop 80 percent. we're gonna do that not we're gonna like well, we're that, definitely gonna have another here's 80% the problem drop, right? here's the problem if we whenever we have 20 to 25 percent drops it liquidates automatically a lot of leverage right or bitcoin back loans a lot of stuff gets liquidated Right. So, but then what happens in the liquidation event is that it drops even further, right? But the thing is, right now there is enough pockets. Did you see the the buy candles at this last bottom, dude? Yes. Like those coins were getting picked up, right? But the problem is all these, um, all these, um, uh, like larger entities buying, they're trickling in. Right. So it's not like we have like 50 Fortune 500s buying right now. Right. Like they're all slowly coming in and getting online. And, and these guys are only looking for like, you know, 10, 20% gains. So, so they're not in a hurry to pick up bottoms. Right. They're going to buy slow. They don't want to piss off shareholders. They're going to just, and they're going to do it quiet. Uh, nobody's going to announce until they absolutely have to because there is no gain in that. Uh, otherwise, you're just going to buy more expensive. Can you imagine if like Walmart announces tomorrow 
we're buying Bitcoin. No, you, you keep on buying Bitcoin for as long as you can until you have to tell your shareholders. When Apple announces, it's going to be a 50K day. Like we're going to go up $50,000. It could be, no, my, Matt, it could, it could be $200,000 because the price comes from the margins, right? So <sighs> it, no, seriously, dude, like I'm telling you, when when this larger entities start to come in and the market is actually like in the next sort of phase of itself, People are going to need adult diapers. We are literally just broadcasting to the world our strategy of getting absolutely fucking rich as fuck. No, and no, of buying people diapers. People are ignoring us. It is the most insane concept ever. Like, we are going to have all of this recordings after the fact. We're going to show all you guys. We're going to show you all the recordings. Like you could have listened, you could have made it happen, you could have fucking bought in now, and you just fucking ignored us. Keto, what? How how do you feel in this era of corporate Bitcoin ownership? Do you think that this thing can turn crazy on us, or do you think that we're just it's the same cycle, different year? I'm not a huge fan of it. Uh, because these entities tend to buy a lot and and hold it, uh, so I think short term it it breaks the liquidity of the market. Like, w w wasn't there a story about some exchange who ran out of of liquidity? They all all the brokers. Wait, so how's that bad? That's, that's good. That's, that's good. It, like, there is no such thing as shortage of liquidity. It just means you have to pay more for it. Well. The the price doesn't really reflect that. Well, it, of course it does. Bitcoin is at fifty five thousand dollars right now. That's what the market thinks it should be. It should be, like between use and storage and everything else. Like, let me put it this way: a bunch of plebs, right? Plebs, with, plebs with cryptography. Okay, cannot survive a state attack. Period. Okay, forever. Just can't uh, because we have meat bags, right? That are previous, previous to uh, bullets. The way I like to put it is like, like Bitcoin itself is state resistant, but the individuals that use Bitcoin are not state resistant. Exactly. So price pumps, it means now you have entities that the state cannot fuck with, right? The state doesn't want to break the Walmart stock. So they're not going to fuck with Bitcoin because if they fuck with the Bitcoin, the price crashes and they crash the stock market, right? It, it, it's perfect game theory. But the plebs are protected by the same technology that now the government cannot fuck with because it's going to break the stock market. It's amazing. I love the plebs. I, uh, I mean... You shouldn't buy stocks. You should buy Bitcoin, right? Like, why? Like, why are you chasing the stock yields when you have when you have a proper hard money? You don't have to deal with that shit. You don't have to think. Oh well, we have we have. John disagrees with you hard, but uh, in the comments. Well, but just writing the word disagree doesn't really help. Yeah, John. John if you want to tell us why you disagree, we'll read it out loud. We'll make it happen. Uh, oh, Anthony says as long as the corporations don't strong arm a fork. Yeah, but but the thing is, like, they can't 
right? Because um, like mining is distributed, right? Uh, and also a lot of the mining, so a lot of the stock market is in the US and a lot of the mining is say in China, right? This, this parties Wait, are at odds of each other. Um, like <laughs> the, the game theory on Bitcoin is the more uh, disagreeable entities that participate in the Bitcoin system, the safer the Bitcoin system is because they will all right. disagree with each other. Oh, so, we're going we're, we're already there. Like if, if, if the threshold is what all of us disagreeing, we've made it. Exactly. We did it, fam. We did we're just, it. We're we, just we, all hate each other. we all hate each other. We're just scaling this agreement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we cannot agree on shit. We made it. Good job, guys. <laughs> um, Taproot. Is that going to happen by November? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm running the USF client because why not? Uh, no, it's just that speedy trial doesn't mean anything to users. That's just begging miners to go and activate it with 90% threshold. We're not begging days. shit. We're just saying we're giving them the scenario where they can no, just no. fucking activate. No, but, but see, if they fail to do so, there is no consequence. The whole so point of speedy trial is that it's just a fucking flyer, right? The whole point is that you just give them a flyer. I, 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 I disagree. I disagree. I, I no, think the problem agree. is... No, you agree. That's the whole point. The whole point is you give them a flyer. If they accept it, then we don't have to fucking deal with any of the shit. No, 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 no. That's not it. The, the issue is the consequences of a failure of a speedy trial, right? It's gonna be used as as a uh, as a as a as a flag of like, hey, uh, the majority doesn't want this, right? So it could actually be used against us. Uh, no, it's and, and then people are gonna be scared of the USF because see. Part of the power of USF is the game of chicken. And the game of chicken, um, like you get huge advantages by your opponent not knowing, right? Uh, uh, how much do you pack behind you, right? So in the USF, like it's impossible to know for, for real how many people are running the client and how many people are going to follow that fork, right? So if we already told everybody with speedy trial, that like some majority does not want it. Well, that that could be used as fun. No, the the whole point of speedy trial is that it's it's just a very easy way to see if we have any kind of agreement on the minor side. If we don't have agreement on the minor side, then we can just proceed in any kind of aggressive fashion see, we want to. Do. Not knowing is also power. Like the USF people can use that gap in knowledge as a means to say, you know what? Like maybe majority of those people want it. The whole point is you're irrelevant if if it just is accepted. If it's oh, accepted. that's that's great. I no, it's just I'm okay. Speedy try as long as you had some teeth on it. It's a very interesting dynamic. I think people tend to overbear on each side. And I think it's important to realize that pretty much we have three sets of stakeholders in Bitcoin and they all have their own veto and everyone can veto. And if you have any individual of those three veto, um, it's just going to fuck you. And, and you just don't want that to happen. 
So you, you just want to avoid chaos. No, it really is just two, right? You have miners and you have economic nodes. Right. Yeah, you have two. My main concern is should we propose right, our users the different implementations or not? I put exchanges separately, but you're right. It's just the same thing, right? So you have economic nodes and you have miners. That's and it. you have devs. You have devs. Yeah, but but the but devs that's... provide. So that's the three I had. You had you have devs. You have devs providing um, the code. It's influence. It's not power. But they're providing oh, the code power. To, but still, they're providing right. the code to run. Uh no, you can you can write your own. But then you're dev, and then you're the third. Spot. No, but you can pay somebody to write it for you. Like whatever. Like I'm just trying to say, is, like there's someone writing the UASF code. No, the, the power right. that the devs have comes from influence, right? It's like the old wise one that like you go ask the opinion before you go to war, right? Uh, and their influence, uh, their influence greatly matter. And also, uh, uh, which I, I don't like, uh, is the fact that like whichever default core has, right, is really what's going to get run by most people. Well, that's not true. Unless you have UASF. Core doesn't decide shit. No, but if core put lot through, okay, uh, with a very conservative timeline uh, on the on the main distribution, that would be considered like what most people would run. So technically, they do have that kind of influence. My point is is that is mm-hmm. is, is that. We we need to have people thinking for themselves, right? We need we need to have people uh, concerned about this. And and the key aspect of Bitcoin is that it's very hard to change. It, in, in, yeah, I mean, just having changes. It doesn't matter what your change is. Your change should be as difficult as fucking possible. And that that is the key value prop of Bitcoin. Is that it's just very 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 difficult to change. So. The just having the mystery meat client uh, already helps a lot because people know that the average person could go and run it. That's a huge win. Um, um, another um, yeah, so another thing that like was bothering me before was that there was no contention on Taproot and Shunar, right? Contention is a good thing because it, it brings scrutiny. Um, what's annoying me is now the contention is over the, the activation method. Uh, and I also think that like Satoshi, everything should be activated by user activation. It's just like, like a fundamental way of looking at Bitcoin. Yeah. I mean... I mean, it will it will not be activated without user activation. Like, what are you going to do? Like, how else would you activate it? No, no. Well, no, no. What I'm trying to say is that, like, miners should just mine where most of the users are running. It's it's a coordination issue. Well, miners are users, on. right? Uh, yes and no. They're still users. Yeah. They're still, they're, they're absolute users. They're, if anything, they're... Yeah, but they're not, they're, they're definitely not the majority of the economic nodes on the network not anymore but yeah they're still users yeah sure 
Um, but the problem is a lot of them, like, like a lot of miners don't even know what the fuck they're doing, right? Like, it's like they're just, I, I you know, I'm not going to be xenophobic, but like, you just sure. some people. Yeah, you are being a little bit xenophobic. Okay, so. language. And, and like, no, seriously, it's like they, they no idea what's going on in the network. Right, right, right. So, so I agree. Okay, so we just um, we were talking about Taproot. Do we think Taproot gets gets activated by November? That's speedy trial. So, so we signal ninety miners are going to signal ninety percent over the next three months, and then it gets activated by November. Do we think that's going to happen? Do you guys both think that's going to happen? Uh, I think it's fifty uh, fifty. Because 50-50? yeah. Because the I, I, I the, the speedy trial client is not even out yet. Um, it's out. Yeah, that, that's the main no, thing. Like everybody's saying, like it's released. It's not released. It's a release candidate, yeah, and we don't know when it will be released. Exactly. It's but the RST one's released. No, but it doesn't. It's matter. not a release. You can't say it's released. Yeah, it's not released. Uh, um, so it's not released. Exactly. So, and it's already April, right? Like late April. So. Uh, I I find it. I'm very. I, th this is the problem. It, it feels like the the choices around speedy trial essentially set us up for failure. Why? Is it short timeline? The threshold is too high. It's giving the wrong sets of incentives. It's, that's it. It's just it's just not. I don't think is a good. I think is a great idea. Like mechanically speaking, right? It's great. But I don't think the sets of incentives around speedy trial are good. Fair enough. Incentivizes failure more than incentivizes success. Um, Keto, you have an opinion here? You've been relatively quiet. I'm rather looking for one, which is should we allow our users to choose between the UASF client yes. and the uh, and Bitcoin Core and how well this UASF client will be maintained until it happens? That's a difficult proposition. Like, how do you balance that as a full node operator, like a full node uh, provider? I, I, yeah. So right now we have the mystery meet client. Um, and, uh, you know, still open. You can review it. But like, seriously, like to review that, it's, it's quite a bit. No one's reviewing it. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you, you know, maybe, uh, Maybe uh, as as the actually let me put it this way, if if the if the speedy trial fails, I think the contention in the division is going to be worst, and there's going to be a lot more power behind the USF uh, client. But but um, it also going to be trickier because you're going to know that only a small amount of miners wants to do it so would you be set yourself up for failure it's uh, i don't like the game on this i would be more comfortable if it was an option a configuration option in bitcoin core instead of a yep. separate software many people advocated for that Wait, so why why they're like completely against that idea they hate that concept of the con config option like it makes so much sense like why can't it just be a ux thing like why can't it just be Yes, no, taproot. I think they don't want to. Uh, I, I think they don't want to be part 
of risking a network split. It's weird, right? Though, like, like that makes a lot of sense to me. That it seems like it, it would I think be effective. People are just too PTSD from the last UASF. It's like know, it's if, if most people were just sort of saying they're all for the thing now. I think everybody just like like a line. And and right. the, the other biggest problem is that like there is no boogeyman for for people to rally against, right? It's right. much easier to sort of to tell humans to to sorry to to uh, to organize humans around something when there is an enemy, right? Uh, and because there isn't one, uh, people are just not like getting a fire under their asses. Yeah, no doubt. Um. So tomorrow, today is Tuesday, Bitcoin Tuesday. Happy Bitcoin Tuesday, freaks! Thank you for joining us. Um, tomorrow we have Satoshi Disappear Day, which is the day that everyone basically realized that Satoshi disappeared, which was actually two days earlier. Um, on April twenty sixth, they realized Satoshi disappeared. Um, but two days later, they they came to that conclusion and they came to Satoshi Disappear Day. So we're gonna have a full live stream for Bitcoin Magazine. It's one of the things that I've been working on for the last month or so. A fantastic fucking lineup. It's gonna be fucking crazy. You guys should all check it out uh, on the on the Twitter fucking feed of Bitcoin Magazine. Definitely check that out. Um, MVK Keto Miner. This has been fantastic. I think this has been one of our best episodes so far um do you guys have anything specific you want to talk about before we finish this up or uh not not really thanks for these three hours almost of talk it was really really great to be here yeah it was fun i don't have really much more to add i think um so we have coldcardwallet.com check that out for cold card and noddle.it for noddle um i love both of you guys you guys have been fucking killing it um i don't know freaks like i fucking love you all thank you for joining us for still dispatch um i i do this for you guys and i do this for myself because i just have a fun time every bitcoin tuesday it's fucking fantastic i hope most of you will be at bitcoin miami if you are I look forward to having a drink with you guys. Um, stay adversarial. Question everything. Uh, do not let influencers tell you that you should send your Bitcoin into some kind of custodian to get interest for it. Um, that is just stupid. Um, and like, fuck the whole idea of sponsorships and shit. Like, let's fucking go audience only. Fund this shit. I mean, guys, like, to be quite honest, you could do a little bit stronger. Like, I love you all. Like, you fucking contributed, and I appreciate everything you've fucking done. But, like, no wonder people fucking go with sponsors. Like, it is very difficult to deal with this whole idea of, I have to, like, desperately ask you for donations every time. Like, I don't want to do this. Um, stream sats, learn how to use podcasting 2.0. That's really fucking cool. It's just very fluid system. Um, but if you don't want to do that, go to dispatch.com. You can send lump sums to me via Bitcoin. 
And if you do that, you can leave a message. And if you leave a message and it's a fun fucking message, I will fucking read it on the fucking podcast. Of course I will. Because why wouldn't I? I love you all. Big thanks to NVK. Big thanks to Keita Miner. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys soon. And uh, stay humble, stack sets. Peace. Thank you, Matt. Thanks. Love you, freaks. That was fucking awesome. I'll see you for RHR on Thursday. I'll see you next week for the next fucking dispatch on Tuesday. The usual time, 2100 UTC, this time with Wiz. It looks like we're going to have Rod, um, formerly from Bitcoin Magazine, then River. Just a good guy all around. I think you're going to fucking love him. Cheers to all of you. Stay humble, stack sats. Peace.